welcome to Cinephiles Digest. This is episode 11. My name is Matt. This is Tom. And this is Travis. We've got a good episode ready to go for you guys this week. Uh, We're going to be reviewing Wonder Woman, the new installment in the DC film universe. And we're going to talk about some things we've been watching this week. A couple other things up our sleeves for you guys. But um, how are you guys feeling today? I'm loaded up on Dayquil, man. Yeah. Fighting off a cold, but I've got the edge, so. You sound okay. I was worried when you were texting us this morning that it was going to be worse, but you don't sound too bad. Well, that's nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, I've been drinking pretty much all weekend, so. Same. Feeling a little. I feel uh, good, though. So drinking right now. Hard. Yeah, I guess. I mean. He definitely went harder last night. I went harder <laughs> on Friday. Yes. Mm. Just drinking some Rolling Rock right now. Not great, but uh, it'll really? do. When I use it, when to I cracked it, I thought oh, it's pretty good. It's <laughs> <laughs> as far as like you know, beer this cheap, like Rolling Rocks, yeah, one it was four fifty for a six pack. It's pretty good. You know, I was in Canada for Memorial Day weekend. God, the beer's expensive up there. Yeah. Holy <clears> shit! <throat> a six pack of like Deschutes or something is like seventeen dollars. I mean, it's Canadian Jesus. dollars, so it's more like. 14 or 13 that's still multiple bucks higher than it's still ridiculous here. it's like you want to buy a 18 pack of budweiser and it's like 20 28 bucks <laughs> like, oh my god Jeez. there's a, a gas station by where my parents live that sells 18 packs of rolling rock for 850 i think it's but it's it's not tall boy can so uh, oh, bummer it's garbage beer though so i usually <laughs> take a pass <laughs> But not today. <laughs> not today. <laughs> we got some basketball to watch later. Yeah. We got some, uh, NBA some sitting to do. It's going to be huge. Are you guys both rooting for the Cavs? Um, I am. Yes. I hate saying that. Why? I just can't help myself. The Warriors are so boring. They're so good. It's ridiculous. I hate how good they are. Yeah. It's so annoying. do I. <laughs> they were cool. Hey, they were awesome two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. They were the coolest team in the league by far. Uh, except for the Portland Trailblazers, who are always <laughs> the coolest team in the league. But I just can't help it. I love seeing Stephen Curry get stuffed or love the seeing The thing that bugs me about him is that Draymond. fucking mouth guard thing he does. Yeah, Dude, I, I love that. Crazy. The mouth guard I, is the most it annoying It cracks thing. me up. But Stephen is a baller, and it's hard to uh, it's hard to hate the guy. Yeah. You know, he does incredible things, but whatever. Fuck the Warriors. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I'm alone in this one. I'll be rooting for the Warriors They need Kevin Durant, though, for sure. Just to round out that team. They didn't need no, Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> they did pretty good without him. They, so. didn't, they didn't need jack shit. Uh, but they got him. Whatever. I hope he's having a fucking fabulous time. I don't even like basketball I that much. It. But the other day, something popped up on my Facebook feed that was some like article that was like, the dream team starting five for every basketball franchise. So I like went through the whole franchise and they picked like the best possible starting lineup. Yeah, yeah. And I read the whole thing for some reason. I didn't even know half the players they were talking about. I was just like, ooh, interesting. Wait, all so time for each team? Detroit Pistons. What a great Wait, lineup. so it's was like the Sonics the... on there? Well, well it was, the yeah, it was, they were combined with Oklahoma City. Uh, so it's like, anyone from their franchise over all of time. Yeah, they okay. tried to, what they thought was like the best starting five from like that whole yeah uh, team's history so uh, like the, the Sonda, lakers would be insane. it was number one it was the lakers was number one number yeah. two was the celtics and yeah. then number three yeah. was the bulls yeah do you remember who was on the sonics yeah so the sonics was it was kevin durant uh gary payton 
Sean Kemp, Ray Allen, Detlef, <laughs> and uh, Russell Westbrook. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a that makes ridiculous sense. team. Yeah. yeah. And then the Bulls are probably just like the 1995-1996 lineup. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe with Derrick Rose added. Yeah. I think he, I think he was. I yeah. wonder who was the center. They probably just moved Dennis Rodman to center and then they didn't play with one. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners are riveted, riveted by this conversation. Fascinating, <laughs> Fascinating uh, thought experiment. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys want to get into the Wonder Woman review? Sure. Oh, no. I do want to say something about my trip to Canada aside okay. from the expensive yeah. cost of beer, which is that don't fuck around with the people who run the ferry because we were getting on the ferry to go back to the mainland and uh, some of the girls decided to get out and get some coffee with the dogs, right? And then, oh, shit, the line's moving. That's okay. You know, you get on the ferry and then you sit there for like five minutes and then it starts rolling, right? No. Second we get on, the guys are like raising the drawbridge or whatever it was. And the, the girls are just like on the other side with the dogs and they're like <laughs> waving their arms. And we're talking to the guys like, hey, dude, they're right. Like, we're not asking you to just hang out for five minutes. Just maybe they'll show up. We're yeah. like, no, they're right there. It's like 20 feet. You know, <laughs> do you have like a rope ladder or something we can throw across? Just like, sorry. So we just abandoned them. We just drove away. Oh, really? They weren't girls that you knew though, right? No, no, no. They were part of our group. Oh. They were two two wives of the group. <laughs> stranded on the island. Oh, no. I mean, to be fair, the ferry comes like every 30 minutes, but it was still like... But you still had to leave them behind. Like, was... I was like, no, we're well, on a tight schedule here. We're that was the end ship. of the trip, too. So, like, nobody had said goodbye to each other because we were going to have time on the ferry, you know, and then you say your goodbyes and your hugs and had a great weekend or whatever, and it was just like, nah. <laughs> no, fuck Ouch. that. You guys are gone. Well, say bye to your wife for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They learned a valuable lesson. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Don't get coffee, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. You guys ready? Ready. All right. We have a clip. Let us take a listen. The lasso of Hestia compels you to reveal the truth. But it's really hot. What is your mission? Whoever you are, you are in more danger than you think. What is your mission? I'm a... I am a spy! I'm a spy. I'm a spy. Alright, so Wonder Woman is the new DC film directed by Patty Jenkins, most known for Monster, starring Charlie's Theron. Uh, this movie stars Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, uh, Chris Pine's in there, Robin Wright. The plot synopsis reads, before she was Wonder Woman, she was Diana, princess of the Amazon's trained warrior. When a pilot crashes and tells of conflict in the outside world, she leaves home to fight a war to end all wars, discovering her full powers and true destiny. What did you guys think of Wonder Woman? It's pretty fucking right on, man. Yeah? I was into it. Like, first ten minutes or so, I was, you know, kind of straddling the line. Am I going to like this? Am I not? Uh, but once the action started, I was like, I was totally in it. It's just, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to spoil too much, but, uh, Robin Wright, when she like was running into battle, you know, and she gets that smile on her mm-hmm. face, I was like, this is going to be fun watching Robin Wright kill people. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Travis? General impressions. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do, we'll get into some spoiler stuff. I don't think there's a ton to talk about, but hmm. keep it general for right now. Yeah. I thought it was good. That's about it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> really? You're that indifferent <laughs> indifferent towards it? 
uh, I mean, it's it was a good movie, but there are some issues with it, and mm. I think I'm just, I was talking to you guys about this earlier, I'm just so tired of superhero movies. I'm just, it's You're just fatigued, fatigued, huh? Yes. It wasn't, I mean, I guess... It didn't break any new Female ground. lead, Well, but... besides that, yeah. Yeah. Which is cool, and I think it's cool that women can have this as their superhero movie, but... Besides Good for that, them. I thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, besides that, I, I thought it was pretty standard. Mm. See, I I feel like the setting of this movie helped it stand out a lot from other superhero movies, like the World War One setting. Mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. I mean, for the first Avenger, it was World War Two, but it, that was way different. It's a lot more like stylized with the colors and like it was just kind of a strange. This just movie. got me more excited for Dunkirk, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I feel like the, the setting in the movie kind of helped set it apart. Um, I thought Gal- the action was great. I loved the action. So Some of it, yeah. I really liked the scene in the middle when she was defending the bullets. In the village? Oh, yeah, when yeah, they were crossing cool. no that man's whole, land. That whole thing was pretty cool. That was probably the best part. I thought it wasn't overdone. It wasn't over-stylized. It had kind of like a... Like uh, uh, a lot of the slow mo stuff was. See, I liked the super acrobatic, like so slow mo stuff, cool. like the f- spinning in the air when she did that thing where she like slid across the ground, and, like yes. was kicking people's feet out from under yeah, them. Yeah, and the that way the really camera cool. moved with it was cool. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I I like the action sequences in this up until like the last maybe forty minutes of the movie. Like we'll talk about it more in spoilers, but it kind of goes full on superhero movie the mode toward the was... end pretty weak yeah well it was okay well, the, it was my least favorite part of the movie the, for sure the action sequence I would, yes i wouldn't say the whole ending was weak but i like that action sequence uh, well i liked it kind of goes in two different directions right with the two different storylines mm-hmm. yeah and i liked wonder woman's side yeah well well we'll, we'll talk about it but yeah. i had some issues with like that just the final the climax of the movie, like probably the last 40 minutes or so where they're going. Yeah. It was still good, but, and it gets a little cheesy and sentimental at the end with like the, how it kind of wraps everything together, like the message that it's trying to convey. Yeah. I think though, I think that this mo- movie does a pretty well, a pretty good job of playing off the, the earnestness and like the, the naivete of Wonder Woman and, I mean, usually that doesn't work very well, but they were, they just sort of went for it full force. I thought that was, that was the way to do hopeful. it. If you were going to do it, you know, that's what America needs right now. Oh my gosh. Hopeful... <laughs> <laughs> a heroine from, uh, some mystical yeah, island, which is not America, the, but the land of, what, what's it called? Like mascara. Mascara. La, La Mystica or something like that. Yeah. La Mystica? Something like that. Terra Mystica. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> it was something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Something oh, man, like that. we get going. We're spiking this thing. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Baby. Good to Well, <clears throat> what did you guys think of the performances in this movie? Because that was like, they I were thought, pretty consistent. I, I thought Gal Gadot was good in it. She was great. Yeah. I loved her in this movie. Chris Pine was good in it. Yeah, I liked him a lot, too. Chris Pine is the same person in every movie I've seen him in, which is Yeah, fine. I mean, well, he's playing... Well, High Water. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. He was but, really good in that. But he's you similar are right, to yeah. a Star Trek yeah. character, kind of, in the way he exactly. portrays it. He does look very good, though, as, like, an American soldier. Oh, totally. He fits that perfectly. Nice. He's, he's a stud. Yeah, they did, did they <laughs> ever explicitly say that he was an American soldier? 
he was something along those lines. I don't know what his I don't remember if they did was, or not. I mean, he was a British. The only spy, thing that they said but... was that he was assigned hmm. to British intelligence, hmm. but that doesn't not, that you could interpret okay. that both ways. Well, but he I'll didn't even try an accent generically. So. He looked good as a soldier. Yeah. Oh, I agree. <laughs> he he was a really good, charismatic foil for uh, for Gal Gadot's character. I thought that she was fine. I don't think there was a ton asked of her, but... A ton of ass? Of her. <laughs> there was a lot of that. <laughs> no, no, I, I just don't think there was a lot of... A lot demanded from her for her performance. Yeah, some of the... I would say some of the weakest parts of her performance were definitely toward the end when she's trying to like yeah. be a bit more emotional yeah like the stuff that worked great for me was like the whole first half where it's like the, the fish out of water stuff totally. you know it was really Confused. funny like, the comedy in this movie i thought was pretty good like, uh-huh. i was laughing quite a bit um chris pine's secretary was cracking me up oh i can't gosh, remember her name but she was really good um yeah chris pine was good yeah i mean don't get me wrong i don't feel like the lack of uh intense scenes with her in it i don't think it really took away from my experience i just she just didn't really get a chance to like really shine yeah i guess is what you're saying i thought she was really good and the performance was really consistent but Mm -hmm. she didn't really have that like one moment like uh hugh jackman has in logan or that you know there's not that that big emotional Chris pine has a really good moment in it though towards the end i thought which yeah, I that? think I know what you're talking about. His German accent? No. Are you talking that about the <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Are you talking about the plane thing? Yeah. Okay. Well, the emotional moment at the end between mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah, that was, that was He game. sold it. He sold it. I like I like the way they did that. We'll talk about that in a couple but minutes, but I like the way they did that. Some of the performances that I didn't really like, not that it was terrible or ruined the movie because they weren't really in it that long, but the supporting The Three Amigos? No. Everyone who lived on at, in her home, the supporting oh. characters, their accents were kind of iffy, indiscernible, and it, some of their lines were pretty corny. And yeah, the, some of the looks of them was even kind of corny, like they were playing dress up almost. Totally. So that was what I was feeling for the first ten minutes when you like you you're touring the island and the women are like training, and you're kind of like, oh, this is a little bit stupid, but. I did like the I main ones, in. though. Like, her mom was fine. And her uh, Robin Wright was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gal Gadot was good in it. But then yeah. all the little side characters that had... It was mainly like that one scene where I'm just like... Eh. <laughs> they, they, But their parts were so small. Yeah. It was like yeah. one line from a bad actor, you know? Like, yeah. That was less distracting. Nitpicky. I didn't love the... I can't remember the guy's name. The, like, Middle Eastern guy. Yeah. The actor, uh, whatever. Well, I think that that was probably the weakest part of the story as like a through line because i mean i like that they were ragtag which has been done before many times i like that it was like world war one british ragtag i thought that was hilarious mm-hmm. but uh i don't know the the chief guy was was kind of ridiculous it's a little funny but it was a little much too like they it was a little too generic, almost boring on racist. Like. Yeah, they just could have done so much more with it or could have, you know, I don't know. They could have pulled it off a little bit better. Yeah. Um, of course, his name was Chief. Like, yeah, they set that, something but... up 
that they just didn't live up to is basically what my feelings are on that. I did like the Scottish guy, though, the guy from Trainspotting. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm glad to see that he was in, because he's not in very much. No, he's not. He was good in it, though. I yeah. enjoyed him. The stuff they I did wish with he was actually in there a little bit more. Me too, me like, too. more comedic moments. He was him. also the most interesting of them. Like, he, the thing where he, like, has no confidence as a shooter anymore. And yeah. Even where he's, like, loves singing, but they hadn't heard him sing in years. Like, that yeah, was Yeah, cool. I feel like they could have delve deeper into that character yeah yeah um what'd you guys think i have another nitpick and it's not the first movie guilty of this but the the pg-13 action sequences like when they're swinging the swords and they just stop right at their body part i'm just Mm. no you wanted some gore i need we need mel gibson to direct (laughs) (laughs) that would be pretty hardcore that kind of combat especially is uh, it, it wasn't it didn't bother me but like definitely well when you're fighting with like swords and arrows was, and stuff it like was that, one like... scene in particular was, i think it was when robin wright jumped up and she had two swords and she went <laughs> you know right and then left her swords both just stopped like right as they hit the her enemy mm-hmm. but man i want to see limbs blood <laughs> logan got you spoiled logan and deadpool yeah. yeah i mean i was okay with it i i understand why like this would not be for kids if those action sequences were what i think what i think the movie loses most from not doing that is a little bit more conscious uh conscience rather or like ethical gray areas because when you're just you know she wants to go to battle because it's the right thing to do but she is killing a lot of people that she believes are controlled by Ares. Right. You know, and she doesn't really think much of it. It's like, oh, well, you know, collateral damage, right? But it would be a little bit more of a toll on her psyche, you would think, if uh, people's arms were flying into the air and blood was gushing out. The Yeah, the other main problem I had with the movie was just, like, the moral inconsistency. Because DC heroes are, like, all about their morals. Like, that's kind of what what drives them and defines them. And the movie toward the end, like, in the climax, presents this moment as, like, a a big moral dilemma for Wonder Woman. And it's this big dramatic moment. And I'll talk about it in a couple minutes. But it just didn't work for me like there was too much like you know really like i mean like you said like she did it because she's doing the right thing and it's very maybe not naive but a little too idealistic like she can't see she's constantly being confronted with this like gray area that like chris pine's character is trying to show her and she is just Mm -hmm. blind to it and she's kind of wavers back and forth toward the end and i know that was you know to show her like inner struggle but it just didn't really work for me, especially when you obviously know ultimately what they're going to do. Like yeah. You can present them with this moral choice that they have to make, but ultimately you know what's going to happen. So yeah. when you kind of, if it's not a character where you can get kind of gray with the morals, like that's kind of what Batman in particular, they like to do with him. Like obviously he won't kill, but you can push Batman far and he does some kind of fucked up things. Whereas uh-huh. like Superman, they've done it with him, but it's... The, the other DC characters are a lot more black and white, a lot more stereotypical superhero, you know? Boring. I love DC. Yeah. I've always loved DC more than Marvel, but this has me optimistic about the future. Like, if they can keep getting decent scripts, mm-hmm. talented directors who aren't Zack Snyder, uh, I think they could take this some places. But did you guys see the Justice League trailer before? Uh... No. Oh, wait. No. Yes, I did. I did. And it looked bad. <laughs> it, it looks bad, right? It looks really bad. I... Well, God damn it. 
Ooh, why did they keep Ben Affleck as Batman number one? <laughs> I still haven't seen team. Batman vs Superman. Yeah, me neither. Me neither oh, okay. But I don't. Oh my. No, I'll I, reserve judgment for him. But I'm already you, hard judging. Do you not like movie. Ben Affleck? Um, I like him in other movies, but not as Batman. I just can't. I can't. He's got too much baggage, man. I don't know. You prefer him as Deadpool? Yeah, I or not Deadpool? Fucking uh, <laughs> bull, uh, not Bullseye. God damn it! That deaf dude. The he's blind. Daredevil. Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the deaf guy. <laughs> the deaf superhero. Yeah, I agree. Though it's kind of just like generic casting. Like, oh, we'll just put Ben Affleck. As it just there. feels so uninspired, yeah. and it's like trying totally. to capitalize off of a career that never really, never really got to that point or whatever. I don't know. I think he's a fine actor. I just don't. Yeah. I'd rather they went with someone else. Yeah. Someone even brand new would be really cool. But. Yeah. Um, did you guys think the special effects were mediocre at best? No, I thought they were pretty good. Really? <clears throat> I thought yeah. they were pretty bad. Like what? Awesome. Towards the end. Like some, some of the, of the CG World War stuff, One but... stuff just looks too CG. I liked it. I liked, it. I liked that it was stylized. Dunkirk's going to. Yeah, that's a totally so different amazing. thing, though. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Dunkirk is going to be the best movie of the year. <laughs> oh, I don't man. know what you're talking about. Well, that's why I drafted it. Number well, no, three. it's not going to make the most money, but it's going oh, to be gonna the best so much money. The more, I, the more trailers <laughs> I see for Dunkirk, the more, honestly, generic it kind of looks to me. I do. I am excited don't, for it. Don't but give like, up on Nolan, man. No, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> for it, but like... I thought it looked okay. Christopher Nolan trailers are like an event, you know? Like uh, they, I've, They've always got me so stoked. This is just kind of... Yeah, it looks like a war movie. I like war movies. I don't know. You're starting I'll, to sound like my brother. I'll reserve judgment. <laughs> I'm really excited for it, but the more trailers I see, the more I'm just like, eh, I hope this movie does can't something wait. special. I can't wait until it proves you wrong. Anyway, so, we're getting off track. Like, did we yeah. Bring... Okay, so what, what CG did you guys not like? Well, I said the World War One oh. stuff, look, it looked too fake. Mm. What are I you talking just... about, though? Like, what in particular? Like, once so she's, like, breaking through walls and... and stuff, I thought that looked kind of corny, but... I thought that was cool. Like, the part... There's one shot in particular that I think of when they're in the village, the scene that we all agreed was pretty sweet. mm mm-hmm. um, And she bursts through a glass wall, but it's, like, profile view, and you're, like, a little... Like, you're on the ground, but she's up on a rooftop. And, oh, yeah. And it was slow-mo, and I was like, that's Her awesome. jumping sometimes looked a little suspect, and then... Like I said, the like the plane of World War One and some of the other stuff in that setting just it just looks like CG. Because mm. it is CG. Well, I know, <laughs> but it's it's too obvious. Agree to disagree. I actually I liked I liked the way it looked. I thought the CG was pretty good. I would say it was bad, but this would. You did say mediocre at best. Yeah. Okay. Well, we... let me retract that. <laughs> but it, it it wasn't. Like Guardians Two blew me away visually, oh, yeah. but this one did not. You also have more room for like creativity in Guardians because yeah. they can just create whatever they want and experiment with colors. Like World War One's a depressing place to set a movie. Like you know, I thought they did That's some true. cool stuff with that, but it's visually Can't it's going to look a bit more in, drab. In World War my favorite part in that that village sequence though was when she like need the dude in the chest through the window and it just yeah, followed cool. them through the window. That was really I think that's cool. the scene I'm talking about. That's in the oh, I thought you were talking about the sure. part where she like jumps through the window with uh, her shield up. Oh, there were a lot of there was a lot of scenes. slow motion jumping through windows and shit. Yeah, yeah they were both cool. Um, do we agree that Gal Gadot was uh, well cast? 
Wonder Woman. Oh, she's she's perfect for it. Like she looks she looks the part. Yeah. I she, mean, holy crap. The exotic accent. I'm so exotic. <laughs> That's why it didn't matter what Robin Wright and, and the uh, queen were mm-hmm. trying to put on because it was just like, we're just all over the place with this accent. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was good. And I think it worked that she was an unknown for the most part. Has she mm-hmm. been in anything else? One of the Fast, Fast and, and the Furious. Furious. She's been in like uh, four of them. Has she? Uh, she she started in Fast Five, I think. So. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's kind of what put her on the map. Trying to think which character she is. She's not in. She doesn't get much screen time in it, but she's uh, in the family. <laughs> oh yeah, keep it in the family. All right, you guys uh, want to get into spoilers? Yeah, sure. All right, if you have not seen Wonder Woman yet, uh, check the show notes. Skip ahead. Uh, spoilers start now. So we guys want to start with the climax because it sounds like that's kind of we agree that that's maybe the, the back third part is, of the, the movie. is the worst part of the movie. Yeah, it's definitely my least favorite, but in particular, like the Ares twist. Like I know it's not really a mm. twist, but like who ends up being? Like I feel like that was a huge miscast. Like fucking Professor Lupus from Harry yeah, Potter is the god is, of war. Like, I knew he was Professor Lupin. Be bad because Lupin, <laughs> <laughs> Lupus. Yeah, because yeah, he's. A bad guy in Harry Potter, right? No, no, he's a good no? guy. He's one of the oh. best guys. Well, he's a werewolf. He has a hard time in the third one. Is this? Wait, have I he's seen the third this one? He's the he's the, the he's one. the teacher. He's part of. Uh, he's he's not Padfoot, but he's one of the Marauders. Whatever the fuck they're called. Mooney. Mooney is he Mooney? He's Mooney. Yeah, full moon. He's one um, of yeah. He's one of. He's the werewolf. The werewolf professor. He was the villain in Dragonheart. Dennis <laughs> <laughs> Quaid. <laughs> As soon as I saw that guy, I was like, oh, man, sick I've seen Dragonheart. I'm on to you, buddy. <laughs> he's a sickly man in that movie. But he's like an old British dude. He's skinny. I like Kind of scrawny. As Ares, the god of war, really? Okay. I mean, depends on what kind of take you want to, you know, you want to do. He reminded me a little bit original. Potter <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, I mean, the, yeah. Okay, what I did not like was that when he was Ares, he still had his little mustache. I wish that they'd like yeah, grown out a up. full beard or something for him because it he just looked. I mean, it was like Ares with a cup of tea in his hand. There was I just didn't find him to be that interesting of a villain. There in was his, no menace to him, you know. Like he, I didn't really. When he gathered that armor, the hit the, the CG on his armor looked pretty bad. And then he I say. <laughs> oh, he the melting, the, the melting his... oh, I iron. Was yeah, awesome. I, that was kind of cool, actually. I it looked like, like that. the the bad guy in uh, the first Thor movie. If you've ever seen that, I did, but I don't very remember similar. it. Remember the big kind of robot looking demon? Mm, no, no. Yeah. Every <laughs> time I see a robot looking demon, I just wish it was a Balrog. <laughs> <laughs> um, it looked too similar, though. Mm. I I don't know. I guess they 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 could have done way better with Ares. They could have done way better, but I don't know how they would have fit that into the framework of the story that they were trying to tell. I, I don't think she should have fought Ares in this movie. She should have fought him in another movie because that whole, one of the things I forgot to mention, the, in the very beginning of the movie, when her mother's telling her the story from the book and you like go into the painting and I did the, like that. That was bit. so cool. They totally could have done a way more grandiose, like battle on Olympus type of thing that would have been. Yeah super awesome mm. and like pull out all the stops for i didn't like volcanoes that. erupting I'm glad and shit. you brought that up because that's one of the things i didn't like it's like the intro to the leftovers yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is also terrible <laughs> anyway i thought that was really cool I, yeah i like that bit well, <laughs> 
You you like that part? Yeah. Oh. Of course you do. You're talking about the, the painting part. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I thought that looked really cool. No. I like that part a lot. <laughs> no. Oh it looked God. way better than the Guardians of the Galaxy 2, like, like the exhibits that he yeah, made. That looks horrible. This was way better, like a way better version of that. Um, so Tom when, with all these sick references. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was talking, like, uh, Wonder Woman is presented with like this moral dilemma toward the end of the movie, where she can kill Doctor Poison, and Ares is trying to egg her on, mm. and she's like thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Holding the tank, yeah, like, like I'm going to crush her with the tank, and it's like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> for one. She is like one of the most terrible evil characters in the whole movie. So uh-huh. like just fucking kill her. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You just murdered a bunch of people already. Like if anything, the moral dilemma was like all those German foot soldiers that you killed that were just following Ares orders or whatever. So it's like now you're sure. presented with this like huge villain and it's supposed to be like, oh, I don't know if I can kill this one or not. Like mm-hmm. that just mm-hmm. It worked, I guess, but it kind of fell fat for me. Like, that whole moment did nothing for me. I need to see like a strength chart of all the superheroes. Like, who's really the strongest? Superman. And then what? Supergirl and then Wonder Woman? Or Wonder Woman and then Supergirl? Or, I mean, I don't know how it A works. definitive ranking of superhero uh, strength. Yeah. I, think is in I mean, order. they've done it for Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> it might actually be on the internet. You don't even know. It's not definitive, though. Like... Characters have been represent, represented so many different ways mm. over the years. Yeah. You just have it's invincible Superman. Yeah. You have vulnerable Superman. Like, well, even individual characters are all over the spectrum. Since we're uh, poking holes in the in the moral dilemmas, did you have something you wanted to? No. Okay. I'm just gonna call Matt a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. What I thought was really dumb was they did not do a good job. Of explaining whether or not Ares was controlling people or whether or not it was human nature. Because he had like a whole monologue about that. He had a monologue. But in in practice, she kills the, the guy that she thought was Ares. And then the war doesn't stop. Then she kills actual Ares and the German and British soldiers start like fucking hugging each other. It's like they're waking up from a dream or something. Totally. Everyone's like Chief is hugging the German guy. And and I was like, just like, what so the happy. fuck? This is the whole thing that Chris Pine has been talking about for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty weak. Um, what did you guys feel about like Chris Pine's character? What's the character's name? It's Steve something. Steve fucking... Not Steve Rogers. Steve that's, Travis. That's stupid. <laughs> Steve, where are you, bud? Steve Trevor. Two first names. Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor. <laughs> nice. Uh, what did you guys think about the fate of his character? Like, did that, did that emotional moment work for you? Or... Why did that have to happen? Did there I was a timer. Something? There was a timer. The uh... explosives were, the gas was rigged to explode. So that's why he couldn't just, like, land the plane somewhere safe. Okay. He just go, he just went as high as he could and then detonated. Ooh. Okay. Weren't they flying that to, like, London from Berlin? Or something. I thought he threw a, a grenade in the back. Was there a parachute he shot up it. there? He turned oh, the he gun shot and it. he shot it. Yeah. But that's why he couldn't. That's why he couldn't just like get to safety. I feel like there were probably parachutes on that plane. You probably right. was right. Was... Once again, they ripped off the Iron Giant. <laughs> <laughs> that's been done in so many movies, though. They, Iron Giant did it first. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> did it best. Did it best. Yeah. Wonder. Yeah. Sure. There you go. Wonder Woman had to have, like, 
a martyr because that was like yeah. kind of the catalyst for the whole like love is all that matters i like, just that assumed that it had to do with wonder woman lore that i didn't know because does anybody really know i don't anything know anything about wonder woman, about wonder woman. I'm just glad she didn't have an invisible jet. That is, <laughs> that is the stupidest That's coming thing. in Justice League. That's going to be huge. So she stupid. has an invisible plane, uh, yeah. God. You guys, you guys are familiar with the, the lasso of truth, She has though, so right? many yeah. accessories. Does she normally... Oh, I mean, Speaking of accessories, that whip? Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, does she That's normally the lasso have a sword? Of truth. It's not just a, a sword. Mm-hmm. It's in some versions of her character she does, yeah. Well, she lost it. It, so. it got destroyed. That sword got destroyed. Maybe she gets more. <laughs> that was a, an elaborate hoax on the part she of the, even uh, need the sword, of the Amazons to put the sword there, and it's like, oh, it was you the whole time, Diana. Like, yeah, we so just put stupid. that there. That, like, that's so serious. When she was a little girl at the start, her little armor bands yeah. on her arms—they look like. The, made of the same material as the Burger King crowns that you made. <laughs> Did you notice that? It wasn't metal. It was just like a, yeah. maybe like a little bit thicker cardboard or paper. But yeah. It, she oh, I didn't notice that. Arms. Yeah, just yeah. brass gauntlets on her arm. <laughs> just like... No, I didn't, I didn't notice that they looked uh, cheap. That um, didn't stick out to me. Okay, Wonder Woman's powers I thought were cool. But she's just like a weird... She's like a Superman, kind of. But yeah. she doesn't yeah, know she what just, she's doing, which is fun. Well, I like that she's discovering her own strength and ability as the movie goes yeah. along. I liked I it when she climbed cool. into that tower. That was a cool sequence. Yeah, where she was, where she punched through the, the yeah. concrete. Oh, yeah. And when um, she catapulted up to that sniper and just fucking oh, annihilated Destroyed the tower. <laughs> yeah, the, the shield. There were some problems with the, were phys- with the physics of that scene. Just saying. Go ahead. Well, I mean... <laughs> If she had jumped off them with that much force, they would have been destroyed. They would have been squished. Yeah, she would have smashed them into the ground. Totally polarized. But whatever, it's fine. Um, Chris Pine did say push up with all your might. So maybe four dudes, Wonder Woman jumping kind of canceled out. Did that extra three feet that they gave her really matter, though? No, it was it was a no, it was a launching pad. That that's like one of her moves. They did that. She could have jumped off. Like that statue. Oh, that's well, an Amazon no. move. Yeah, it is because he's. That's why he. That's why he said he used the same. He said like shield up or something because the they did that on the beach scene at the beginning. They shield up and then someone jumped. I think uh, Robin Wright maybe did the shield jump yeah. with the three arrows turned yeah, in the air and shot the three sweet. arrows. That was cool. That was sweet. I actually that was one of the slow mo scenes where I was like they could have done that better because the, it, where there was too much time. Like oh she's got three arrows she's gonna get all three of them in three. Too. <laughs> yep, she got him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta fair. speed that up a little bit more, you know? Like make me think, did I just see what I thought I just saw? Like Legolas in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> totally. <laughs> did he just stab a guy in the eye with an arrow and then shoot it into another guy? That was awesome. So how does this raise your expectations for any future DC movies? Like, do you well, think Suicide this could just be a one so you didn't like it that no, much? I, didn't. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah. Not, why, well, okay. Why not? At this point, who fucks? It's a gl- it's a glimmer of Justice hope for me. Looks terrible though. Right, but and that's also Zack Aquaman, Snyder. That's also think, Zack Snyder. I don't think Aquaman's going to be good. It depends on who they get to do it. Like, doesn't matter. I just don't think it's going to be good. Jason Momoa, dude. Mm, yeah, who cares? Call Drago. Yeah, I'd rather see him do the voice of a Pixar character. <laughs> just the dude from Moana. Moana too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else on Wonder Woman? Um, yes, I thought that the the romance story was good. I thought the whole lead up, the intro, like her 
you know, seeing him and the the line about whether or not he was an average example of his sex. Hey, he thought was she was talking, yeah. Or when he, because um, he, she was. When he says, when she says, what's that? Yeah, and he looks at his <laughs> dick and he's like, oh. Oh, that, oh, that's, that's the watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all, like I said, all that fish out of water stuff I love. Like when yeah. she, when she was trying on the clothes mm-hmm. in London, that was a really funny scene. And Hilarious. she walks out just carrying the sword upright. Like, yeah, that was good. That stuff was really funny. And she sees the baby and she's like, oh my God, a baby. <laughs> she goes straight toward it. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. thought the romance thing worked for me, and usually it doesn't in those types of movies. Yeah. Also, Chris Pine, Gal Gadot combo. Like, mm-hmm. Super hot. Whew, Jesus. Hottest yeah. kids ever. <laughs> it's good stuff. All right. Anything else before we get into star ratings? Nah. It's going to be a four out of five for me. I almost gave this five stars. Oh, my God. I was at a four and a half. Settled I came down, down a yeah, little bit. But I, I it was really good. It. it was really I good. I sat dude. on it. I went to 4.5. 4.5? Three stars. I knew it. Jeez, <laughs> man. What is with you? How did you not just, like, enjoy the the good-natured event? No, spectacle. I saved my five stars for uh, classics. <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming? No. Well... We'll see. <laughs> Dunkirk. That's oh my gosh, predetermined five star movie. <laughs> I'm with you, Matt. That trailer, the most recent trailer for Dunkirk, where I got to see a little bit more of the story, I was like, Donnie, I'm not okay. that more, interested. It, yeah, it looks like it's gonna be good, but I want something like the Tom. He's Hardy a visionary. Dogfight scene has me peak. I don't know, dude. It doesn't seem that. That looks kind of. He's right on me. I'm on him. Oh, yeah. I'm on him. Let's go. (laughs) I don't know, man. They showed it like four times and it was the same thing. Just like two planes. Yeah. In IMAX or 70 millimeter, that's going to be incredible. We'll see. We got a month left. I'm seeing it. I better be able to smell the sea spray. I'm going to go see it at Pacific Science (laughs) Center and the Cinerama. Already planning on it. Out of control, dude. All right. All right, so uh, we started talking about, before we started recording, uh, I posed the question of what would be the best, like, superhero comic book movies, like your favorites. So we just, like, kind of cobbled together personal top five lists. Um, So you guys just want to go? One more thing on Wonder Woman. Okay. It was a little too long. Yeah, it was it was they could have trimmed like 15, 20 minutes off of it. But that's probably a criticism towards all blockbusters these days. The DC ones in particular are pretty bad. Yeah. Batman versus Superman was like two and that's a half hours. One of the, that's like the main reason why I haven't watched it. Oh, same. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and I hate that. Like, I don't put a barrier up. <laughs> oh, I was going to talk about my Wonder Woman uh, screening experience. Oh, yeah. So I went and saw it with two friends. We were going to see it at 1240 and then they were both running late. So I was like, fuck. And then one of them got there like right around 1245 and then my other friend didn't get there until like a little after one. So I had to just get all three tickets because that Regal downtown, it's reserved seating now. So the theaters are really small. So I was looking at one o'clock. There were only seats available in the very front row. I was like, okay, well, there was a 3D one coming up. So then I checked the 3D one and it was going to be like 50 bucks for three tickets. So I was like, fuck that. And then the next standard one was 240. So I was just going to suggest like, let's get a beer or lunch or something and come back. There were like three seats available in that screening. Like it had already pre-filled. Now you can't just like wander down to the Regal on a weekend. Yeah. Because I was worried about that. You have to plan ahead. I 
because when I looked at tickets on Thursday or Friday for the Sunday morning showing, most of it was already booked. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was in the same spot. I bought my six o'clock ticket at like 11 in the morning and there were like six seats left and I had to sit in. You really spotted it ahead of time. That was, that was smart. I'm still fine with it. I like reserved seating, but I it do does too, suck but... if you're trying to just go see a movie on a whim these days. And it wasn't even on a whim. Like, I knew I wanted to go. I just... Yeah, your plans weren't working out as you had And they were running late, so I didn't want to get two tickets and then have my third friend show up, and there's no seat next to us at that point, you know? Yeah. But it wasn't... The front row was... It was actually not that bad. Like, those seats reclined pretty far back. You guys saw it in 2D, though, right? Yeah, Yeah. just standard. I saw it in 3D, not by choice. I was actually going to go see it in 2D, but... The time worked out best for 3D. Mm, okay. Some of the arrows and bullets were pretty cool in 3D. Mm. It was similar to was wanted in 3D, like where you follow the bullet or the. Oh yeah, yeah. Was that in 3D though? I, don't I think, think that it might was. have preceded 3D. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we uh, quickly kind of compiled a list of our personal top five favorite superhero films. So, did you guys just want to? Start at number five and go around the table? Sure, yeah, we can do it around table yeah. style. So I feel like mine are going to be the least informed because I probably have <laughs> seen the, the smallest superhero catalog of films. Well, I've probably seen the majority of them, but mm-hmm. I haven't watched them multiple times and I haven't seen a lot of them in years. So a lot of them would be tough to talk about. My list is going to be kind of boring, but it's at least somewhat accurate. Like Matt was saying before we recorded... Uh, the degree of movies that you like as far as superhero movies go there's not that much of a divide no there's like a couple standouts that like are some of my personal like favorite movies and then the rest are like there's lots of really good superhero movies at this point you know but it's they kind of are all like 4.5 out of 5 territory for me there's like 20 4.5 superhero if you were to rank movies out of like 100 they would be within a few points uh, right. A good chunk of it. They're, yeah. I would agree. So who wants to do their number five first? I'll go. Logan, number five. Solid pick. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want Most... to say anything about it? Do you want to have a moment of silence? I'd like to say that <laughs> it will probably go up for me, or it would go up for me on a rewatch. Because I think I gave that four out of five. And I was a little bit bored, but I also seem to remember having eaten a lot more candy than I should have. <laughs> oh, yeah. That <laughs> was feeling your... kind of sick to my stomach. So, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, it was it, that one's a little too recent for me to put on an all time list. But maybe in the next few years, I could see it climbing up. It's coming, coming up on mine, too. You know, where it lands, you'll have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> so my number five. Yeah, go ahead. Matt's probably going to shit on me for this, but I picked Kick-Ass. Terrible pick. I, I, I allowed it, but... Because it, it is it is an actual comic book. Yeah. It is superhero. I said I excluded just comic books, because, like, Ghost World is a comic book movie, uh, American Splendor is a comic book movie, and I excluded yeah. superhero movies, generally speaking, because Unbreakable is a superhero movie, and, you know, so... But that does qualify, so... Kick-Ass You really like it that much? one of the most fun movies I've ever watched, especially the first time I saw it in the theater. I, I think I saw the, the second half of it, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. I think if I watched it now, I would probably see some flaws in it, but I it's just so enjoyable, and they just did it in such a clever way. 
See, I feel like Kingsman kind of did that better in like every way. Like, it's just the same. That's the same director, a, right? Yeah, Matthew Vaughn. Yeah, it's that's kind of a superhero but, movie to uh, an extent. It's like a it's more of a James Bond. Yeah, movie. I think it's a lot. I enjoy it a lot more than, than Kick-Ass. So it's just kind of pales I, I, in comparison for me. I would probably prefer me. Kick-Ass still over Kingsman. Really? Yeah. Wow. I like the comedy in it. I like how You should watch Kick-Ass again, dude. It's... Uh, what's her name? Yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. Her Hit character's Girl? awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Nicolas Cage is super funny in it. It's great. <laughs> I love laughing at Kick-Ass 2 is an abomination, though. Ah, like, I wouldn't go that far. It was it was pretty bad. I, Abomination's pretty bad. I think strong, it was... But... No, dude, it was so bad. I think it's because I adore Kick-Ass that when I saw Kick-Ass 2 and it was... It reminded me of The Hangover and then The Hangover Part 2. Yeah, I as guess far that's as like a fair it, comparison. It basically copied the original, but just did it way worse. Did the same jokes, but just changed them a little bit, and I hated it. Yeah, that's fair. All right, go ahead, Matt. My number five is X2 X-Men United. It's the best of the X-Men movies. That's when the characters kind of really started coming into their own and like really fleshing out their like portrayal. Because a lot of those characters have been in like five or six X-Men movies. So action sequences are really good. The plot's interesting. Um, Brian Cox is the, uh, the villain. What's the plot on that one? <laughs> and that's the so striker who like created wolverine uh he comes out of the shadows and so it's a lot of it is about like wolverine discovering like how he was created and it kind of fills in his backstory a lot mm. but they're bas- they basically have like a secret facility um out in the woods somewhere where they created wolverine where they're gonna I remember like, seeing like previews for that or something i don't remember what the threat was i don't know if it was like a nuke or if they were like what the bad guys were gonna do but brian cox played striker who was like the main bad guy in the movie and it was pretty good um that's my number five i was gonna put that on my list but it, i haven't seen it in so long i couldn't say anything about it so i, I haven't it <laughs> i haven't seen it in a long time but i've seen that movie probably like I've seen it six or seven I think I've times. I've seen it only one time in the theater. See, I've seen a lot of superhero movies a lot of times because my dad loves superhero yeah. movies. So a lot of like the late '90s, early <sighs> 2000 superhero movies, I've seen them all a bunch of times. So, Tom, Good. number four. Number four is Wonder Woman. Nice. What? <laughs> I love that movie. I man. thought about. <laughs> I thought about. It's definitely a top right. ten for me. I enjoyed it more than Logan. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you give Logan a higher star rating? No. Wait, I think what did you give Wonder Woman? Four. Four point five. And I think I gave Logan a four. Oh, okay. Um yeah, man. I don't know. I love the I'm action. Not hating. I love the romance. I love the We went for all time and casting. the last your first two are ones that came out. This dude, year. it's been Guardians of the Galaxy two. It's been a really good year I've, for superhero movies. And I, I, dude, I don't like any I don't like <laughs> any old I don't like very many superhero movies. Yeah, that's true. We they were just talking don't... about that. You said you were never really, you never really cared about it. I don't. It's the it. same plot. <laughs> it is. In every movie. Yeah. The is. world has to be saved. Yes. Well, okay. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Uh, uh, my number four, the original Batman, not the one from the 60s. The, the Michael Keaton, Michael Tim Keaton. Burton Batman. Yeah. It's all a pick. Who's in that? The, uh, the Penguin? Nah. No. No. That's Batman, Batman Returns. Returns. Uh, Jack Nicholson is the Joker. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Iconic I can't say that. Performance that. by him, and I love that uh, Batman actually uses a lot of his gadgets in that one mm. compared to 
any the other. Christopher Nolan trilogy. He doesn't really use his gadgets all that much. Not as much, yeah. But yeah, it's just a lot of fun, and it's it's a classic. Yeah. I love the Batmobile in that one. It looks awesome. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I got that. <laughs> pretty sure I got that in Happy Meal. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Number four for me is Batman Returns. The superior Tim Burton Batman <laughs> film. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I just love how dark it is. I really love um, Dan DeVito as the Penguin. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Batman Returns? I remember Danny DeVito. Two playing. words, Michelle Pfeiffer. So okay, so that is that is what I was going to bring up. Do you like her? Nose. Do you like her in that movie? I love. her. I think she's great. But the two people I was hanging out with yesterday, I brought up Batman Returns. She's the best part in that movie. They think she's abysmal in that movie. They hate her. Well, and she's like, she's just such a sexy Catwoman. Like, I like that costume. It's like yeah. super tight leather, but it's with like staples, staples in it. Like, it's it's a good look. Well, yeah. just the way she does that character is perfect, too. Yeah. I, I like her performance in that, but she was getting shit on by my friends, so I was like, fucking settle down. Michelle Pfeiffer's great. Should have called for backup, Matt. I would have had you. <laughs> Use the bat signal. <laughs> Travis, <laughs> I need help. I'll be there in 10. <laughs> I remember that suit. Her suit? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. Sexy. Very creepy. Very sexy. <laughs> uh, okay, number three for me was yep. The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. I good pick. Love good pick. Bane. Oh, I, you think the darkness is your ally? <laughs> I was, I was born, born in the, in the dark. dark, molded by it. <laughs> Sarah does a really good. Too bad we couldn't get does Doug, she? Doug Benson to do a guest host on this. Yeah, do his Bane. <laughs> Doug Benson. He does a good Bane. Oh, okay. Yeah. We talked about anyway. that on one of the because he has episodes. a cameo in Lego Batman. Oh, Travis that's right. That. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's a great movie. I it's, have some problems with it. It's the that. weakest yeah. of the trilogy, yes. No, it's the second best no. one. Batman Begins is the weakest. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I, Watch it again. <laughs> I've seen that movie so many times, Me too. dude. Get out I, of here. I keep rewatching yeah. it. At one point, I like almost convinced myself that Batman Begins was better than The Dark Knight. Dude, Batman Begins is kind of boring. I love it. The I do like I it a lot, it, but. It was like a perfect movie. Oh, my God. You know, it's, like I said, my list is kind of boring. It, you'll see it. All right. <laughs> All right. So, my number three is Batman Returns. For everything that Matt and I just talked about. And I do also really like the penguin in it. Yeah, I mentioned that. Well, and mainly his look. His look is awesome. The black blood. So gross, ugh. but just. Danny DeVito he is fits the nastiest it person. He is pretty gnarly. And it, this could qualify as a Christmas movie, right? I think, I yeah. think so. <laughs> awesome movie. Number. <laughs> Danny DeVito's like one of the kids at the 300 that the Spartans would have discarded at birth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so you know, make it, you need to make the cup. Sorry, kid. Uh, my number three is Logan. It's a near perfect uh, superhero movie for me. Mm. The emotional moments work, the action works, mm. the violence is awesome. Resolution of those characters, stories. Dope It's all great. It's okay. It's all great. Cool. Uh, number two, Guardians Volume One. Mm-hmm. Nice. It was the better of the two, and it was a rockin'. wild ride. It was a rockin' good time. And we've talked about it a lot recently. Yes. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to piggyback on that. My number two is also Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a near-perfect per- movie. I've seen it like six times. Yep. Makes me laugh. Makes me cry. It's beautiful. Performances are great. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number two, Batman Begins. 
It's all Batman, dude. Come on. Yuck. Well, you can probably guess my number one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm get. Is it all of our number ones? Yeah, it's mine. Mm, yeah. Should we just Should we just go there? Oh my gosh! Let's say it at the same time. One, two. The Dark Knight. Come on, guys. Hellboy two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't say anything about Batman Begins. It's, oh well, go ahead. It's a perfect origin story, <laughs> and everyone's copied it after this. And what are you talking about? Copied it. It's not like original. Well, it did the origin story the best. Batman's origin story? What are you talking Batman about? Begins. The best origin story of any Batman superhero Begins movie? Did it the best of any superhero movie? Yes. I guess. Sure. The first Spider-Man's pretty good at setting up uh, Spider-Man. Rebuttal. <laughs> I just said Spider-Man. No. That's a great origin story. No, it's good. The but origin story. I would, I would story. say Christopher Nolan did it best. He the, took some liberties with the Batman well, yeah. story. The it's origin story. Because it was already done before, but. For Batman Begins is the best part of the movie. Once the origin story stuff is over, I'm kind of like. No. I, I'm out of I, it. I disagree. I I haven't seen it in a long time, so it's hard for me to say anything about it. But I think Scarecrow's a cool villain. He is. And I like when they fight on the ice. I was just gonna say the only him thing and Liam that, the only thing that kind of bugs me about it is that Gotham looks more comic booky in Batman Begins, and then he just abandons that the rest of the trilogy. Well, he, he Gotham is filmed in a different city in each each movie. Batman Begins. Batman Begins. It's Chicago. But you know what I mean. The look no, I know what you're saying. But like he literally filmed it more... in different cities. But I know it's like the colors. And yeah, it's... it looks more. I know what you're like saying. CG than like Dark Knight. The the Dark Knight. It just looks like downtown. Wherever. It's New York. Yeah. yeah. But he did that because the point was like the Joker like corrupting this like city that was supposed to be like, you know, on the up and up. You you can see where it came from. Batman Begins. So then you have this like really majestic modern city, and then the Joker just like. Yeah. Makes chaos break out. Yeah. Batman Begins is pretty good. Pretty That's fine. Good, I guess. It's yeah. good. Watch it again. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it like times. last year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, The Dark Knight. We, it's our number one, all Should, three of us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's probably most people's favorite comic book movie. It's great. There's nothing really to say about no, it. It has some detractors, but. Yeah. I would say the ending is kind of weak. At the very end, like the Two Face thing, or like what? No, no, no. Like just like the him the driving off for the Joker the... is a little weak. Like the resolution between the Joker dude. And... No, his the end of his character arc. No, that's well, when no. he's hanging upside down. Is like, this is what happens when an immovable object? Meet, whatever. Like I would that's like one of his the, last lines. The final like... standoff between Batman and the Joker is a little weak. I liked it. That... Where he's like beating on him with the pipes, and the dogs are attacking him. And... Yeah, but that's probably like my least favorite part of the movie. That's. That was the closest he had come to, like, dying at any point in the movies that, up to that point. Like, not counting the third one, but... The best part is the tunnel scene. Best part? You really yeah. miss the best what? part? Yeah. No way, dude. The action sequence? No, the best part yeah. is the hospital scene. Oh, yeah, that is yeah, really good. good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm well. not trying to shit on it. I, it is my number one. No, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that was a neat little exercise, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Anything else you guys want to say about superhero movies before we start digging into what we've been watching? Well, I hope they get better. I hope they Because stop. we have a lot no. in our future. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, this this year, they've all been 
pretty good. We yep. got Spider Man. I'm kind of excited for Spider Man. Like you I like Spider Man. Excited for Spider Man. Do you guys, do you guys anticipate Wonder Woman, Guardians Two, or Logan to be on your top ten at the end of the year? Of those three, Logan. Okay, it's my favorite of the three. I would say maybe Wonder Woman, but probably not any of them. Yeah, probably not. See, they suck. No, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> they just have their place, and no, I know it's not. We can't escape them either. We can't. I know. I escaped them for many them. years. No. Well, even if we stop watching them, no one else is going <laughs> to. Oh, they would keep coming. They keep making <laughs> yeah. a dick load of money. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's dive into what we've been watching. Travis, you once again watched the most, so I did knock some stuff out. Half of them were rewatches, though, so I probably won't say too much about some of them. Okay. So I watched Major League. This was a rewatch, but I haven't seen it in a long time. Great I haven't seen it in a movie. long time either. They do a good job of uh, building up the city and how the team sucks. And then... Um, it's Cleveland, right? Yeah. And at the start of the season, there's only like a few diehard fans. But then as they start getting better... You want to hand me that beer? More people catch on. And um, I love all the characters in it. They're all clearly defined. They're pretty stereotypical, but it works for a baseball movie. And... The ending is perfect, where the wild thing gets his revenge. Oh, shit. I was knocked my mic Oops. over. <laughs> I don't know if you, you remember what I'm talking about, though. No. When uh, Charlie Sheen, you know, the wild thing. Yeah. He gets his revenge on the uh, the batter at, on the Yankees, who's, like, the best batter in the league. He's been, he just hit him with a pitch? No, he's been get The guy's been rocking him, basically, the entire season. And then there's, like, a final showdown. It's like a one-game playoff. Oh, he strikes him out, right? Yeah, and he fucking just crushes him. Yeah, it's been too long since I've seen that movie. It's a great baseball movie, though. League of the Realm? No. Field of Dreams. No, Major League. (laughs) Bull Durham, actually. Angels in the outfield. (laughs) Everybody wants them. And then I watched The Void. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, which had some pretty cool special effects. Uh, definitely reminded me of what John Carpenter was doing thirty years ago in the thing. The effects were good, but I think they were shot pretty terribly at times. It made them look less real. Like it was, like you could tell, like there was someone in a costume. You can make bad props and special effects look decent if you know how to frame the shot. Yeah, like it was edited pretty clunky i feel like and it just made it look a little cheesy at times and the acting in this movie is god-awful that bad huh yes it was very low budget it almost reminded me of something like on the sci-fi channel that's how bad it was jesus (laughs) drummers i did like some of the the cool like they had some cool shots in it like the the guys in the um hood stand outside all in the field look pretty cool Mm -hmm. um and yeah, the story itself was pretty weird and it was hard to follow at times and didn't really engage me that much. It was kind of disappointing, but um, yeah, that's the void. I'll probably still check it out. Yeah. I think. It just, it feels like it wants to be one of its predecessors so bad, but just doesn't execute it well. Yeah. It is a bummer. Okay. Go ahead. Someone else. Uh, I can talk about uh, a couple horror movies that I watched since the last time we recorded. Um, so the Nightmare on Elm Street movies were just added to Hulu. So I watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Uh, I'd only seen the first two. Uh, and it was actually 
pretty good. Uh, significantly better than the second one. The second one's kind of boring and like the, the scare stuff is not nearly as good as the first movie. And the second Nightmare on Elm Street is also the one that has like homoerotic undertones where like these dudes are playing like baseball and short shorts and they get in a wrestling match and lots of really lots of stuff like that which is kind of funny it's interesting at least but this movie was kind of creepy uh some cool special effects like really just inventive scenes i thought um the the premise is that these kids are being killed off by freddy krueger but they find out that they can like fight back in their dreams hence the dream warriors oh and their dreams so there's kind of a cool yeah they like learned that they can like basically have a lucid dream and like manifest stuff on their own to like fight freddy so it's kind of cool i never seen it before if you like nightmare on elm street i, I love the first it. one that's the only one i've seen well besides the remake which <clears throat> i think is awful yeah it's supposed to be i haven't oh. um i'm gonna try and work through the series though i know i said that about friday the 13th yeah. i originally was gonna continue friday the 13th but amazon took them down so now uh, I can't. But then I saw Hulu had Nightmare on Elm Street, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll do this franchise instead. I was really excited for the remake because, mm. what's his name? Uh, the guy who's in Little Children. Haley, uh, not Haley Joel. Yeah, I was going to say that Haley, too. Isn't it Haley it's, Jones or no, John He's the guy, Daly he's Rorschach Jones in or, um, In Watchmen. Watchmen, yeah, I know. Let me let oh, me just look it up. I'm name? totally blanking I feel like Haley's in there. Right? Do you know who we're talking about, Tom? No, no clue. <laughs> I think you're right, Matt. Uh, it's some Jones. I think is in there too. We'll get it here. It is Jackie Earl Haley. Okay, so Haley is yeah. In there. Wow. Yeah, I was really excited for that, but it's it's really bad. <laughs> um, and then the other horror movie I watched, I watched last night. Um, I was hanging out with this girl I've been dating, and we were talking about like ghost stories or something so then we got in the mood to watch a ghost movie so we watched the netflix original i am the pretty thing that lives in the house have you guys never heard seen of it? it it premiered at tiff last year and then debuted on netflix like two months later it was so fucking boring is it about a chandelier no what? what's it called i'm the, <laughs> I'm the prettiest what? i am the pretty <laughs> thing that lives in the house i think um up. It was so fucking boring. It's, like, supposed to be a slow burn, like, atmospheric kind of ghost story. Mm. But there's no payoff. It's really slow. There are some moments that kind of have good tension because you're just expecting something to happen and nothing does happen. You know how horror movies, like, Mm -hmm. will try and get you after setting that trope of, like, oh, it's really slow moving camera and you don't know if something's going to pop out. Nothing ever really pops out. Nothing happens. It looks pretty, but it was fucking boring. I think I I passed out for like 10 minutes toward the end. It was just... It was no good. Um, but yeah, that's it for me for now. Um, mm. You want to talk about something you saw? Yeah, I'll... Uh, I'll save the two movies I watched for when Travis is back from the bathroom. But mm-hmm. I watched Sarah Silverman's comedy special on Netflix. And it was pretty funny. Yeah. I hadn't listened to a lot of Sarah Silverman stand up before. I'd seen her on in like movies and uh, <clears throat> on some TV shows and stuff. But um, have you listened to her stand up before? Yeah, I like her. I don't really like her stand up. Okay, she's a little bit too polished. Like you like her as a person <clears throat> or an actor or actress, both I guess. as an actress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She just sounds a little bit rehearsed. 
I don't know. It, she, I mean, she's really good. She's she's uh, been a comedian for a long time. Do you know she's like forty five? She looks amazing. Yeah, she's been doing it a long time. Um, not bad, not bad, not bad at all. <laughs> School of Rock. Speaking uh, of Sarah Silverman, I know. Anyway, she uh, <laughs> she had me laughing pretty hard at a few parts, especially her dirtier jokes were like really getting me. So really, see, it's her dirty <clears throat> jokes that don't do it. For Usually, me. that's the case for me too. But but on, on the special one, has like, some good some good ones. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie? With her that came out a couple years ago, I smile back. No, is that the one where she called. gets that naked? That sounds like a horror. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It wasn't very good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I heard. I didn't hear good things about it, but I know. I remember reading headlines like Sarah Silverman gets naked for her new film because she had also done it oh, for yeah. that uh, Seth Rogen movie. Zach and Mary. With, uh, no, it's Seth <laughs> Rogen. Like uh, you would think. <laughs> never saw it. Seth Rogen and Michelle Williams. Oh, The Last Waltz. Yes. I love that She's movie. in that, too. And there's like a shower scene in that movie. With she Sarah Silverman. Na- I don't think she gets naked. Sarah Silverman? No. no, I think it's Michelle no, she Williams. Mm. All three of them do it. They're all in the shower together naked. Oh, is it like when they're like going to swim or something? Like they're in, yeah, like they're they're in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, it's like a big, taking a big shower. Yeah. Take a big a shower. Big shower. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that? Uh, I've seen that part. Oh, god damn it, Matt. What were you browsing, Mr. Skin? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, I was like 18 or 19. I wanted to see Sarah Silverman naked. That was that came out that long ago? Was, I think so. God, no However way. long ago it was, I watched that scene. You're busted. 18 months. <laughs> you busted. <laughs> I, well, I certainly busted. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what was that called? The Last Waltz? I don't know. Yeah. However, or no, however this, this old that was, take this was waltz. Still take this waltz. Big yeah, you should watch that though. It's really good. I own it. Save the last waltz. No, take this waltz. <laughs> Sorry, that was it's a, a great movie. Joke. It's like uh, Michelle Williams and Seth Rogen are happily married, but then the happiness kind of dwindles and mm. it, it gets kind of stale around the house. Yeah, he's a sexually uh, stale. He's trying to make a cookbook, and he. Uh, it's like a chicken cookbook. So he's just all chicken, making chicken all the time. And it's almost like a metaphor for their relationship. That's just the same thing over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And then she starts talking to the neighbor guy and I'll leave it at that. All right. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, well, it was, anyway. Oh, it was directed by Sarah Pauly. If you care. Who's who, what else is she? Pauly. She's an actress. She's been in a, quite a bit of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Go ahead. What's what's next on your list? I uh, rewatched Hot Rod, which is hilarious. Yeah, Hot Rod's pretty uh, funny. I don't know if I have to say much about it, just because it's you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's it's a great comedy. It's something I'll come back to time and time again. I love the plot. It's, it's a good hungover comedy. Yeah. Well, the plot is so ridiculous. It's basically that his he wants to kick his stepdad's ass to earn his respect before he dies. <laughs> oh, you're that's the hot plot rod? of the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and my favorite... I feel like every time I watch this movie, I have a new favorite part. Mm-hmm. And my new favorite part is the Jelly Belly scene when he's guessing the Jelly Belly flavors outside of that little burger shack. Yeah. And he's, he's like, so bored with it because he's so good. He's like... Ugh. Toasted marshmallow. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's your new favorite scene. That's my you know what car is super part. overrated? I was dying when I was watching it last. That that movie has some just like all time classic moments. The the part yeah. where he doesn't get over the pool. 
Oh, it's yeah. just so funny. I, yeah. I don't know what it is, if it's the timing or like the well, way it's f- shot. You feel bad for him too, but then at the same time, it's so funny. You <laughs> can't help it. <laughs> or when he slams into like the trailer, one of the first jumps yeah. he does. It's so ridiculous. All right. Or when uh, when he says, uh, you look pretty, Denise. What? I, oh, I said, you oh, look yeah. shitty. <laughs> 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 yeah, so good. All-time classic. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, speaking of all-time classic comedies. We watched, um, we watched School of Rock. Sarah and I did. Oh, I guess I prematurely um, spoiled that one for you. Did you? Yeah, because I, I said speaking of School of Rock or oh, yeah. Silverman or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had to watch it um, because I watched. We you watched <laughs> Nocturnal Animals before that, and I did not realize <laughs> how much that would impact Sarah and her ability to go to sleep. Oh, so we had to watch School of Rock, and we watched the entire. We watched the whole movie, even though we've definitely both seen it. Is that movie like the Happy Place? Yes, or you just totally. Had, okay, no, 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 it's, it's a Happy Place. She loves Jack Black. Uh, by the way, anybody who's not following Jack Black on Instagram needs to start right away. Really, he is amazing. Oh yeah, uh, he lip syncs like, like classic rock songs. Oh, he does like every other day, like video clips. Yeah. on Instagram, so funny. Um, but that movie is fucking perfect, and I love every moment of it and he is so hilarious uh and i wish that i'd been one of those children and got to act in that movie i do really want to rewatch that i've only seen it i, I saw your time. review on letterbox it's pretty harsh man did i yeah Ooh. i reviewed it it was like three stars oh man that's a five star movie <laughs> yeah. if i've ever seen oh one. just the rating though i didn't like actually oh, write something about it right i didn't read I definitely had a crush. That was on one that. of those retroactive ratings where I was going through movies I've seen oh, and just uh-huh. like, nah, three star sounds good. Like I, a oh. gut reaction. I yeah. definitely had a crush on the bass player. Yeah, her name's Katie. Yeah, right? she's pretty cool. I had a crush on her. She doesn't get any solo moments though. Yeah, yeah. The first time I saw that movie, I saw it in theaters for a birthday party. Yeah, yeah. but man, so, it is well done though. The, three and a half. Right? The, okay, three and a half. Still the, not high enough. The Handing musical the numbers. <laughs> I mean, Jack Black carries the movie, of course. But oh, yeah. but the musical numbers are like pretty damn catchy. Like it's a toe tapper. I'm getting excited when I hear them In do the school. The end of time. <laughs> there was a man who knew the road, and the writing was written on the stone. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, I miss Jack Black. Yeah, I want him to start doing stuff again. He's he is in movies so sporadically. Like the yeah. last one I can think of was fucking Goosebumps. Yeah. Oh, I didn't watch that. Well, well he's spending it all either. this time on Instagram, making probably <laughs> just killing it on shit Instagram. Tons of money. Um, I wonder if he's going to do anything as Tenacious D anytime soon. I hope not. Tenacious D sucks. I love Tenacious D. I feel like you that's don't. Of course. Dude, not it's really. So funny. All right. <laughs> uh, is it my turn? Yeah. Um, uh actually let oh, me talk about a few more things because i have yeah. a lot so i watched oh shit i lost my place let me get back to my he lost his place in his <laughs> what i've been watching list let me get back to my He's diary. In his journal <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. or are you just going off like your letterbox log my diary yeah wow. single space your diary so i rewatched kill list ben wheatley ben wheatley You'd think I'm like a Ben Wheatley super fan, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you kind of. Well, I, re- I watched all of his movies recently, and then I felt like I had to, you know, close the loop and come back around and rewatch Kill List because that's what that was the first thing I watched of his. And probably still as bad. You know right? that closing the loop yes. is just when you've seen all of them, right? Reclose it, like I closed it, and then I have to reclose. I think it. what you did is reopen the loop. 
and then reclosed it again. Well, you're not your loops <laughs> not going to get closed until your younger self shoots you in the chest with a shotgun at some point. Right? Oh, loop right. reference. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Almost went over my head. I was like, "Did that happen in Killlist?" <laughs> I guess I forgot. Did I not pick up on that? that so, how's Killlist? Uh, it's good. I liked it a bit more this time. Mm. To give you a star rating, a four and a half. Okay, okay. That's probably where I'm at. Maybe a four. Oh, sounds pretty. There's good. a scene of foreshadowing that is amazing. It's ironic, but it's amazing, and you'd only catch it watching ironic it a second time. Foreshadowing. Yes. Wow. I don't. If I said it, it would spoil the movie. Okay. The one thing about this movie that stands out is there's literally zero exposition. Like you just watch these characters, wow. you know, go through this movie, and you you have to pick up on it as you go, or like it's not going to do it for you. Right. And, and they, they're also really hard to understand too. Did yeah, you watch I, it with subtitles? I or? did. Yeah. yeah. I read yeah. it from the library, so I did watch it with subtitles this time, which helped a bit. Um, and the ending just comes out of nowhere. It's the first time you see it. Yeah. It's by far the best part of the movie, though. The ending of Kill List is gnarly. Yeah. Okay. It, it basically it, turns into a horror movie. Cool. Yeah. It's like a 180 as far as, like, tone and everything. It's, well, it's pretty dark the whole way through. Well, yeah. It, does, it doesn't It does do what you expect Not tone. To I would do. say maybe, like, genre. Or, like, it's just... It's, it's completely separate <clears throat> from the rest of the movie. It just, like flips on it's on on a dime it just like yeah. all of a sudden it just like changes tracks and you're just like sounds seeing fun. some fucked up stuff yeah. and it's yeah it's pretty good yeah there's i think there's a lot of themes working throughout the movie and i'd probably still need to watch it one or two times to fully pick up on them but essentially it's about this guy's relationship with violence and how it consumes him mm. and he just eyes of my mother goes bad shit crazy at the end <laughs> did you ever watch that no still waiting for a 90 minute moment 80 oh 80 minutes yeah, there's yeah, always moments for those. <laughs> i watched uh 48 hours i've never seen that before is that the eddie murphy one yeah I've never seen either. classic Neither. buddy cop movie starring nick nolte and eddie murphy the ultimate buddy cop movie is turner hinch <laughs> i've never seen that what about tango turner and hinch? cash what what about tango and cash do people actually like that movie i think so i don't know i've never seen it i don't i think it's supposed to be bad dude i don't know no, clearly the best buddy cop movie is K9 PI. Never seen Jim it. Jim Belushi and uh, a dog. Was this <laughs> was this the buddy movie cop or buddy cop movie that started at all? I mean, I'm sure there's probably old movies that had a similar. Wait, what? Forty eight hours? Yeah, dude, that was made in like the '90s, wasn't it? It was '80s. Probably not before Lethal Lethal Weapon, though, right? Wasn't oh man, we're totally disregarding. Uh... Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan, Rush Hour. That oh came after. God. That Rush definitely came after the Jackie, Jackie Chan, Butter Jackie Chan uh, Owen Wilson, Shanghai Noon, Got Shanghai the in the face. <laughs> Big right. shoulders. Yeah, let me get through this real quick. So they're polar opposites in the movie, and that works perfectly for it. And um, it's funny watching this now because the script is full of derogatory terms. They mm. throw the N bombs and F bombs and all that good stuff it's not like it's not nothing. uh not very pc no say? definitely not like you you could not get away with the stuff that they say in this movie mm-hmm. in in 2017 uh there's a couple decent car chases in it and um the basic plot of the movie is nick nolte's assigned to track down a criminal criminal and eddie murphy's in prison and he's serving a sentence for you know what he was doing and eddie murphy 
knew the criminal that Nick Nolte's trying to track down, so they let him out on a 48-hour leave to try and track him down. Cool. But yeah. Sounds fun. It's good stuff. <laughs> kind of like Double Jeopardy. Race against the <clears throat> clock. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Uh, there are two comedies that I watched that I can talk about. I watched Don't Think Twice, which is the new yeah. Mike Birbiglia movie. It's about improv comics. Yeah. Uh, I do not think improv comedy is funny. So no. there are some bits in the movie where they're doing improv, and I was like, yeah, that was kind of funny. But a lot of the time, I would just like, the funny stuff stuff for me is like when the comedians are like interacting outside of the show environment. The actual improv, I was like, man, this only just confirms how fucking dumb improv is. Like. Especially considering <laughs> that you could have scripted that improv and it still wasn't that funny. Right, right. So, but there are s- some really good moments in the movie. It's pretty funny and the performances are good. Uh, it's basically about this improv troupe in New York City that have ties to like a fictional version of SNL. So they're notorious for like talent agents from SNL or whatever they call it. And they call it like weekend live or I yeah. don't know. But um, so they get really competitive. And one of the guys in the troupe, um, Keegan, played by Keegan Michael Key, and his girlfriend, uh, Jillian, uh, the girl from Love and Community, uh, Jillian something. Anyway, I know you're talking about. They're they're yeah. a couple, and they both get picked. So then there's like tension within the group regarding like one of them is making it, and they don't necessarily think he's the one who deserves it. And good emotional moments, actually, some funny stuff. I enjoyed it. It's definitely worth watching. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to watch it last year. Yeah, it was yeah, one that I regretted missing. No, mm. it's on Netflix now. It was fine. I oh, thought yeah, it could have been. Oh, you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. How long did you see? Yeah. Did you talk about it on the show? No. No, I don't think so. Hmm. I, I saw it. How did you watch it? Oh. It played. It was... Oh. Oh. Would you like <laughs> some Cody? <laughs> <laughs> friend Cody let you borrow it. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> um, yeah. Sarah was really excited for it. I I thought it was fine. I thought it was good, but <clears throat> really didn't really didn't get me like I thought it might. You know, improv comedy or just a, a comedy movie with Keegan Michael Key could have been really hilarious, and I like Mike Birbiglia too. Mm-hmm. His but. first movie was better. Did you see Sleepwalk with Me? Yeah, I love Sleepwalk with Me. Yeah, definitely better than this, but I enjoyed it. They just yeah. sort of seem like a bunch of uh, man-child characters. Yeah, and that's kind of what they're going for. Like yeah. comedians who you know are spoiled, or they never held down a real job, or they just yeah. work in the food service. You know, it kind of explores every facet of like, yeah, man-child comedian <clears throat> syndrome. But it was it was good. I enjoyed it. I would have liked a grittier kind of approach to making it big versus the heartfelt like oh your old friends from the life that you used to lead you know yeah but i mean there's also the stuff where like he steals one of their bits for oh, a yeah. bit on the show you know and they all get really upset and lots of cool stuff like that that was what uh-huh. i found interesting uh-huh. um so i would recommend it it's on netflix and then the other comedy i watched was the trip to italy which is the sequel to the trip uh, it's directed by Michael Winterbottom, stars uh, Steve Coogan. Isn't there a third one now? It's, I don't know if it's out yet. So you watched the second of the three? Yes. yes. Have you seen the first one? Yes, okay. I have. They're both fine. 
they're both mildly funny. I feel like a lot of the references probably go over my head because I'm too young or not British or not British enough. Um, <laughs> there's like a really basic <clears throat> plot that runs through each of them, and I just couldn't give less of a shit about either mm. of them. It's just watching them do impressions is funny, and they're both like really good improv comedic actors. It's a fun watch, but I think I, I logged both of them as like a three out of five. Like, yeah. if you like the trip, you will like the trip to Italy. But I was just kind of, I thought the trip was fine. Are you going to watch the, same the third place. one? Yeah, I mean, I you guess. Got you now. Yeah, I got a complete trilogy. So I probably will, but. And then I only have two other things to talk about besides that. So, okay. you want to knock some so more I out, watched Travis? In a Valley of Violence. It was Ty West's uh, opportunity to direct a Western. Yeah, so do you, Tom, do you know who Ty West is? No. He primarily is a horror director. He did uh, House of the Devil, The Innkeepers, uh, The Sacrament, which is the like kind of loosely based on like the Jonestown thing. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> is that it? And then now in the Valley of Violence, or did he have one more? He did. He did one He's of the segments on VHS. Segments that, yeah. Um, Let me see. Well, didn't he do? He did. Cabin Fever 2, but that's one of the movies where... That was before he was anybody. He, right? say you're next. he didn't have a lot of control over that movie, so he almost like wants his name not attached to that. So, yeah, because I, for, I had forgotten that because he doesn't talk about it. Yeah, but, yeah Ty West, I think. I. Well, yeah. he's done a couple other, I think, smaller things. I think one of his first movies, yeah, I'm looking at it, Trigger Man. Well, I don't remember. But it's, I think it's super low budget. I haven't seen any. What of he's movies. mostly known for though is the House of the Devil. House of the Devil, which is, is amazing, super good. Yeah. I love the Innkeepers too. Have you seen the Innkeepers? I, seen it. I love that movie. Those two for sure. The Sacrament was okay. I I, I thought yeah. it was interesting, but yeah. But anyway, in the Valley of Violence, it's a western. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Is it like a horror? Really is like it like it. Bone Tomahawk, like a horror western, uh, or is it more just kind of no? Western? There's like maybe one or two scenes that feel kind of whore-ish but besides that it's it's pretty much his take on the spaghetti western okay so ethan hawk is a drifter who gets into some trouble in uh, a town and then you know shit goes down and then he wants to get revenge on these people in this town don't want to spoil it okay <laughs> okay uh but uh it's awesome opening credits it's kind of like uh hateful eight in a way where it feels very grand and it's got mm-hmm. Um, very nostalgic kind of yeah thing. like um what's it called like the opening title sequence is like very red and it's got like it's like animated a little bit like the text yeah well yeah. it's kind of like how the opening of the hateful eight is if you've seen it with the overture. i have i don't really remember yeah though. i did like the music a lot it reminded me almost something in a christopher nolan movie Really? Like, like a lots Hans Zimmer score? Violins or? and drums and huh. click clacks and clicky <laughs> 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 clackies. Some boom booms. It sounds like uh, District 9. Lots of click clacks. Yeah. Well, the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ethan Hawke and John Travolta were pretty good in it. John Travolta? Oh, no, really? Yeah, John Travolta. He's like the. I think he's like the town lead. I don't know what you'd call Mayor? him. Maybe. Sheriff. I don't think he's a sheriff, though. How Chancellor. Did you wa- <laughs> How did you watch this? Uh, I rented it from the library. Oh, man. Yeah. I kind of want to watch it. It sounds good. It is good. but And it's also like a very simple plot. Like I said, it's it's basically like a revenge tale. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, beautifully shot as well. But you... yeah, Ty West can direct other things. Non-horror stuff? Yeah. All right. Have you seen Slow West? 
Yeah, I, I have. That. How would you compare really it to Slow it. West? I would say it's on par. Yeah, really? Okay. I like them probably both about the same. I really liked Slow West. I thought yeah. it was super good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, this is definitely solid. Cool. I'll try and check it out. And I watched a few rewatches. I rewatched The Driver. I've seen this before. This is another Walter Hill movie. Very inspirational to drive. Mm. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. It's very simple plot. It's basically, um, what's his name? The main actor is Ryan O'Neill, which is similar to Ryan Gosling's character in Drive. He doesn't talk very much. He's very good at what he does. He almost mocks, like makes like a mimicry of, or a mockery of him, how good he is at driving. Like there's a scene where he's in this uh, parking garage Uh and these guys are doubting him basically of how good a driver he is. And he smashes the car as much as he can without it being undrivable just to show like, yeah, look at what I can do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then the, the cop is uh, Bruce Dern and he basically does whatever it takes to try and stop, get this guy. Yeah, Yeah. Because, uh, the driver's never been stopped before. And Bruce Dern is this sheriff or cop or yeah, he's a detective. And he, is just like so set on capturing this guy that he'll, he even he even breaks the law in the movie to try and get this driver. Right. But um, <clears throat> like I said, yeah, very simple plot. There's some pretty cool um, car chases in it. That's what it's known for. And Drive definitely ripped off a couple of them. Uh, I wouldn't say it's as good as Drive, though. I definitely prefer Drive. But it's a pretty cool, just simple plot car chase movie from the 70s. Mm. Nice. Yeah. What was that other movie that Bruce Stern was in last year? Nebra- last year? Or two years ago. Nebraska? Yeah. You guys see that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. It's good stuff. It's Alexander Payne movie. Okay. Uh, how much do you have left, Travis? Uh, I got one movie and one TV show. I got two movies and one TV show. One of you guys can go. All right. I'll go. Nocturnal Animals. Yeah, buddy. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I loved Nocturnal Animals. <laughs> Definitely would have made my top ten last yeah. year. Where, uh, what do you think? Like toward the top? I don't know. Like I'd have to look at the list again. Yeah. Oh, probably middle of the pack. It was like five or six for me, if it, I remember seven correctly. For you. Seven? Yeah. Uh, unless you change your list. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, uh, I thought that the ending was the weakest part of it. Like the just... I don't remember if you guys know how it ends. Yeah, it just ends with Amy Adams sitting by herself in the... Yeah. I like yeah. that. I mean, I thought it was tasteful. I didn't think that there... Like, I, I don't know how I would have ended it. Uh, I thought that was an interesting way to end the movie, for sure. You could have really f- fucked it up. Could have tried to do something stupid, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have worked. Um, but I don't know. It just didn't quite have... You know, it didn't close the loop for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh but visually, very arresting. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the opening moments, I was like, Sarah, let's watch Nocturnal yeah, Animals. And then I'm like, Ooh, oh God. what are we Kind watching? of bizarre, but it almost feels like like something out of a David Lynch movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Tom Ford. Speaking of David Lynch. Designer <laughs> has got a, uh, you know, he's got an eye for style and for what? Aesthetic. Yeah, like. for aesthetic, for sure. Um, I like that. You know, you didn't really know what you're watching, and it doesn't really explain what role the opening scene has in the movie. But it's like, oh, it's an art exhibit. Okay. Yeah, 
it's not really. I think I don't really think you, there's anything to read into. Or no, if there is. I'm missing. There's it. not. It's just but like it, a really stylish. It sets a tone for mm-hmm. like totally. an unsettling but beautiful kind of whatever. Uh, so uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, Michael Shannon, gosh. He's the best. He's so good. <laughs> Sarah said that she wants to see him play a flamboyant gay character. Have you ever seen Take Shelter? Yeah, I love that movie. Okay. I, that's due for a rewatch. Yeah. I'm dying it's to awesome. rewatch it. Yeah, that. yeah, I want to rewatch it too. We should do that together. I own it if you guys okay. want to, you know. <laughs> Watch it together. Yeah. Call on the couch. <laughs> uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, I was thinking about what you had said that like maybe he overacted a little bit, which... I would agree with. I didn't think he was only like in a couple moments. Offensively bad. Do you but... think he overacts in Nightcrawler? In Nightcrawler? Yeah. No. Okay. Good. Um, You're safe, Matt. <laughs> but man, I, I was telling Matt this earlier. Like any movie where you have like a male figure, like a, a parent or husband figure, who was put in an actual like realistic catch twenty two kind of a situation. Uh, man, that stuff is deeply disturbing, and will like get to me so that whole scene where they're being like they get run off the road and they're being kind of attacked uh is like my heart was just like yeah so so uncomfortable that whole part of the movie like from yeah from when they first meet them to how it it kind of resolves itself and then it's still really good from there as they're trying to find the people but like that whole sequence Mm -hmm. it takes a long time to finish too yeah yeah it does um i don't know i thought that the the story within the story worked really well um even though all of the action takes place in the fictional story um all the performances were good and just again visually and and the music was really cool too Mm -hmm. the music was really good but uh yeah i hope that dude makes some more movies soon because i'm on he takes his time i think the last movie he made was in like 2009 yeah that's what i said right Right around there yeah (coughs) single man I haven't seen that in a long time, so I couldn't say anything. I've about seen it, it fairly recently. I've only seen it once. I remember liking it. It was good. It, yeah, it I remember was... loving it. Nocturnal Animals is definitely it. better, but it was good. But man, what's Nocturnal Animals get on on Rotten Tomatoes? Like a seventy or something? A little higher than that, I think. But yeah, in the seventies for sure. I don't get it. I thought it was like I, I don't I don't really understand what people would have been disappointed with from that movie. There were uh, uh, there were a lot of critics who took a, a feminist angle and thought there was a lot of like misogyny and it's just like revenge fantasy for a male because he's Jake Gyllenhaal's character is just like putting Amy Adams through all this like emotional stress just because he's mad you yeah. know feels like she burned him what a like dick. I yeah I don't really <laughs> agree with that reading in the film but there's been a lot of criticism I yeah I didn't necessarily I thought that was a possibility like a a way to look at it when she's sitting alone you know so maybe since that was the first thing that jumped into my head that's what most people also thought but i wasn't so sold on it like i i could have i could have convinced myself of a lot of different interpretations so yeah totally um yeah anyway kudos for me (laughs) i recommend that to anybody uh okay well i can round out with the, the last two things I watched, um, I watched Christine, yeah, from last year, oh, yeah. which I, I had not seen that. before. Fuck. Uh, it was very, very good. It might have been able to crack my top ten if from last year. If not, it would have been you know in like the eleven through fifteen Horrible area. Mentions. 
definitely my favorite performance of last year. So Rebecca Hall plays Christine. I can't remember her last name, but she's essentially a broadcast journalist in like a small, a small market in Florida. Um, and it's based on a true story. So if you don't know the story, I won't, I won't spoil it, but I was familiar with it. So I knew how it was going to end, but it's the journey that yeah. really makes the movie worth watching. Have you seen this Tom? Uh, no, it was on in our home, but I oh, was okay. doing Could other things. Could you compare it to anything? Compare Christine to anything? Yeah. Um, it's very dark. It's very much a character movie. I'm trying to think of a specific reference point. Um, Enemy. King of Comedy. No, Zodiac. No, no, no. Silence of the Lambs. I'm, I'm blanking, but it, essentially yeah, it's uh, uh, an emotionally unstable, depressed woman who's very career-oriented. And Girl interrupted. Very much... <laughs> You're getting closer, but Devil Wears Prada. Um, <laughs> Knocked up. It's it's very good. It's very good. Her performance is incredible. It goes to some dark places. Um, she like she does uh, puppet shows for kids. I don't know if they're sick kids or mm. I don't really remember, but she like she always does these like weird like moral lessons in the puppet show, and she gets really into it. It's almost like she's trying to like narrate her own life, and it. it that movie goes some places. Yeah. It's really fascinating. If Rebecca Hall's performance wasn't so spectacular, it might not have been as high for me, but yeah, totally worth it for her performance alone. And it's on Netflix now. So, uh, and then the only other thing that I watched was the keepers, which is a Netflix original crime documentary. Uh, it's basically about this nun who went, missing in the late 60s and then they found her body but they never discovered who her killer was so then years later they discover that there was this priest who may have been involved that basically molested and raped oh, a lot of parts. it's seven episodes uh, okay. they're an hour long it's like making a murder it's shorter than making a murder but you basically like these women are coming forward years later and they're basically putting together all the pieces and trying to figure out what happened to this nun who went missing and they expose some pretty fucked up stuff Mm -hmm. um i wouldn't say you get like a definitive answer as to what really happened as far as like the murder of the the nun but it's pretty clear to me anyway it's a pretty solid case for yeah like you can go like point A to point B by the end of the series, you know, okay, well, it's, I feel like this happened, which caused this to happen. And then this thing, you know, like. When did this event occur, supposedly? Well, it definitely happened. Sister okay. Kathy did die. <laughs> but it's unsolved, <clears throat> 1969, <so. laughs> but it kind of goes back a couple of years before that. And it's all, it's like the church trying, the Catholic church trying to cover it up. And they basically catch the catholic church in a blatant lie and it's is it it's mostly talking up. heads or archival footage a mix of both no it's it's actually presented in a really cool way so there 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 are talking heads there's also like artistic reenactments it's like very kind of grainy like the tower? well not not like that i still haven't seen the tower yeah, yeah, but, I, mean, but... I don't know what you guys are doing <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of grainy like sepia toned reenactments and the way it's filmed is really beautiful so they sprinkle that in with the interview um but it's like you know it's like a crime story it's like investigative there's these two women who took it upon themselves to just like try and get to the bottom of this and have kind of made it their life's mission to 
Uh, there was like a court case that happened in the 90s because one of the women who accused this priest of abuse like brought up charges against him. And it's fascinating. I loved it. It's a little slow to start. So if you watch the first two episodes and you're like, eh, this is interesting, but stick it through because I binge watched the last like four episodes of the series. It's really good. If you're itching for like a, you know, making a murder or uh-huh. the jinx, you know, like that kind of really well done crime documentary definitely i still never seen making a murder but i i love the jinx the jinx is very good i was yeah. gonna say definitely prioritize the jinx over making a murder but yeah did you I ever watch the jinx i saw both of them okay. yeah the jinx is like yeah want to pay off yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i think that's it for me all right so i have a few more so i rewatched Sus- suspiria the dario argento movie yeah, i've never seen it rented it from the library it is beautiful, I will say that. And the score by Goblin is awesome. It's it they use it the same music over and over. Like it's the same part of the score a lot. It's like a theme basically. Yeah. It it's kind of used during specific scenes in the movie. Anytime there's any sort of like dread or something. Yeah, like like Halloween. Bad yeah. But it's it's awesome. I love it. It's um the story itself is a little hard to follow, and it's almost just like a fairy tale, in a way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really good. I like it. What's <laughs> it about? Uh, it's basically about this girl who goes to like a ballet academy, like school, and um, there's bad things happening there, and yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> okay. Sounds great. Yeah. I do want to see it. And then I uh, rewatched Dawn of the Dead, the 1978 classic. It's very good. Directed by George Romero. It's really good. Okay. I watched this (laughs) when the remake came out because I was so hyped on the remake that I was like, oh, I have to go watch the original. And that was probably the oldest movie I'd ever watched at that time because that movie came out in like 2004. So I was probably in junior high or so. Mm -hmm. And I remember being disappointed by it and thinking that the effects were pretty like dated which they are but it's almost adds to the charm of the movie yeah nowadays when you watch it yeah but i mean it's most of zombies are just like blue paint and then yeah yeah. (laughs) but it's really good the main thing i like about dawn of the dead is that you can watch it just as like a straight up zombie flick or there's this huge theme about like consumerism oh okay so I it's do. not subtle like it's pretty easy to follow <laughs> yeah up on, follow through but you i mean you could you could watch it and miss that mm, i don't know if i would agree well when you're like 13 I'm saying or you 14 can. years old you okay yeah, yeah 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 sure when you're younger yes you, you could can just... choose to miss it <laughs> yeah but if you're old enough to understand what consumerism is like yeah it doesn't it's not like you know an under current throughout the film it's like oh very it makes blatantly. me feel better that uh they've been complaining about consumerism since 78 and you know, here we are Our and toys the, are funner than ever the, the, the mall is a perfect setting for this type of movie yeah because they can just have so much fun with it and then i watched the girl with all the gifts which is another zombie movie i almost watched that the other night i came very close it to was it. good but it wasn't great it I don't know if it's because I just watched Dawn of the Dead and like Train to Busan not too long ago. Yeah. But is it a newer movie? It feels a little tired. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, last year. 
it almost feels like a long episode of The Walking Dead, even though I haven't really watched The Walking Dead. I've seen, I saw the first season and I've seen clips of it, and, you know, like commercials, and it just looks like a long episode of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And the gimmick behind it is there's these group of kids who basically are almost like a hybrid of a human and a zombie. Hmm. But it's it's like a point A to point B movie. They're trying to get to safety and... Yeah. I'm planning on watching it before we record next, so I'll I'll report back because I've heard really good things about it, and I yeah. love zombie shit. So yeah, I just don't think it's as good as other zombie flicks, yeah. but it's yeah. not bad. And then the last thing I have to talk about is Paris, Texas, which is the best thing I've watched in the last two weeks. It is amazing. Uh, it's beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. And fun fact. Robert Mueller is the cinematographer, and he's also the cinematographer of Repo Man. Oh, well, would you look at that? Yeah, it's. I just thought that was... Because it was when I was watching Paris, Texas, mm. I was like, this kind of <clears throat> looks like Repo Man in a way. Mm. And then I found out afterwards that it's the same guy. Um, Paris, Texas is uh, Wim Wenders, right? Yeah. He did uh, Wings of Desire. Yeah, okay. He also did An American Friend, which I also own on Criterion, but I haven't seen yet. I don't even think I've heard of it. Um, but Robert Mueller's the cinematographer for that one as well. Oh, you're stoked. Yeah, I can't wait <laughs> to watch that. Have you seen uh, Wings of Desire? <clears throat> no. Is it's it good? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Well, it's a trip, man. Paris, Texas, it's a very simple story, but it's like two and a half hours long, so there's an epicness to it. Uh-huh. It's one of the, Just like Dance of the quintessential Bulls. road movies. It's one of the quintessential American movies. Uh, it's basically about this guy who walks out on his family and is a drifter for like four years. And then he somehow happens to come back into his family's life. And he's basically trying to reconnect his kid with his wife. Okay. And there's a pretty uh, heartbreaking scene towards the end of the movie where... Cause, so she's is a, it her kid? Yeah. Okay. So she's a dancer at like a strip club or I don't know if it's necessarily a strip club, but she will like go into one of those glass rooms where, you know, she can, it's like a two way or one way or. Oh yeah. You just, you You can't can't see out, but she can't see see them, but they can see her. There used to be one of those. Sounds like a Snoop Dogg song. (laughs) (laughs) There used to be one of those here in Seattle. It's like the Scarlet Lady or something like that. Oh yeah. It got shut down. Lusty Lady. Yeah, I think so. It got shut down. Like, I don't know, five so he, years ago, something like that. Sounds I don't I don't really want to spoil it, but he goes in there and has a conversation with her, and that's kind of what the whole movie is building up to. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there's, I don't know, it's just, yeah, like the cinematography of it is amazing. Like it opens up with these swooping camera angles of these canyons in Texas, and there's there's like this one shot where it's at, a, it's at like a gas station, and you can see the skyline behind it and like the sun setting and it's the mesa it's beautiful mm. well it's set in los angeles and texas oh yeah because what happens is so the gas station's not in texas <laughs> no i think it's california actually but i'm not 100 percent sure but you guys should definitely watch it I have i'm gonna it pick it up it. i'm gonna buy it in the next uh, criterion sale that and the before trilogy i think it's definitely and ghost world that just came out recently I would say you would. It would be a safe blind buy for you. Yeah, I yeah. figured. Yeah, it's awesome. Cool. I want to watch that. I did actually read on IMDb that it's it was Kurt Cobain's favorite movie. Oh well, 
That's the fun fact you yeah. should have led with. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, Tom. You got one thing left to talk about, right? Two things. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, I watched Cloud Atlas. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was good. I liked it a lot. Um, Did you bring it back? No. What a dick. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it along with the raid too. Uh, okay, still need to watch. <laughs> this is watch. mine now. This is totally mine. <laughs> um, let's see. Somebody mentioned something about hard to understand earlier in this in this sitting, and uh, I had to put on the subtitles for the weird oh, scenes of. Uh, or they they like the the made up language like yeah. the truta taka truta yeah the true whatever. true the true true yeah Tim the true true <laughs> I was just like is there a train coming through this <laughs> island <laughs> uh so that was a little annoying but I I don't know I could see as a first time viewer with no expectations how that would be annoying but I don't know I just kind of rolled with it and it's not that bad it's not that bad it's kind of dumb but. It's a little bit dumb, but you know they're set. They're setting a, a, I don't know, a different environment, a different world. So uh, that was cool. I, I thought that um, all the stories are pretty interesting. Uh, the big, grand message was. I, I don't know if they really pulled it off, but um, you know it's a really ambitious movie. Um, it's the key word. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was super cool. I was into it. I don't yeah, know. visually, it's I haven't it's seen awesome. it, but I mean, just from the trailer, you can tell oh, it's okay. going to be something oh, very right. ambitious. <laughs> you were uh, the other competitor. The plot, the plot in particular, is like you can follow it. It's not like impenetrable. Uh-huh. You just have to be paying attention. But like the way they split, I thought it was really well done. How they tie the stories in together, they do a really good job of doing like the. There's like six different. Mm-hmm timelines in this movie mm-hmm. like six different stories and they all are related in one way or another it does a really good job of kind of weaving in and out of them yeah and there might have been like one or two that i was like oh, that's not as interesting but like by and large like every story thread i was like pretty interested in yeah i mean it's mostly about like doing right by your fellow your fellow man you know but uh yeah totally worth watching um also underrated on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Super mm-hmm. underrated. Speaking of ambitious, though, Valerian's newest trailer got me peaked. Dude, I've been on board with that movie since the first trailer. Well, no, I was excited, but the the newest trailer got me even more excited. I haven't seen anything for, for this movie. No? Valerian? Mm-hmm. Valerian in the City of a Thousand Stars? It's the, the guy who did The Professional and The Fifth Element. Oh, okay. He's it stars... Doing, uh, it's based off a graphic novel, I'm pretty sure, yeah, right? Yeah, it stars Dane whatever. Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan and uh, Cara Delevingne. Oh, Cara. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. From... The girl with the prominent eyebrows, very beautiful. Yes. Oh, She's in yeah. Suicide Squad yes. and Paper Towns. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She's Chelsea loves her. She's very pretty. She's cool. pretty pretty. Um, pretty 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 pretty, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh excuse me <clears throat> the other thing i watched was the first episode of the new season of twin peaks mm-hmm. hence the david lynch reference earlier yeah from travis uh yeah, spoilers <laughs> almost unwatchable whoa first two hours i got about 90 minutes through and i thought am i enjoying this i can't tell 
I can't tell. I thought, <laughs> Isn't that how you feel watching most of David Lynch's Well, stuff? okay, so the first season of Twin Peaks is pretty run-of-the-mill. Um, second season gets super weird. Lynch is just like off the... He is just off the... He left the show. In the second season? Well, yeah, when it goes off the rails. like I think that's after he quit the show. Really? I didn't even know he quit the show. Anyway... The new season picks up right where the second season left off in terms of weirdness and impenetrability. Uh, I think I will watch another episode. Two hours was a lot to ask of viewers right out the gate. Yeah. Um, and there were only like two things that happened. So not a great start, honestly. How does it look visually, though? Amazing? No. No? No. Not amazing. It, I think they're trying to keep some continuity with the original show. I've just seen um, like stills, and it's got me curious. But so there are some they, they do a lot of uh, time in the red room with the red velvet curtains mm-hmm. and the zigzaggy pattern floor. Um, there's one scene that is like it actually hurts your eyes <laughs> when they move. I don't know. You have to see it. They they just do this weird fade out with the with the zigzag lines where they're huh. all overlapping in the most uncomfortable possible way um the visuals remind me a lot of Eraserhead, and i hate that movie <laughs> so really? you hate it did not you hate it. it yeah i it didn't was... i didn't realize i didn't i mean i can say anything you weren't really it, formed that much of an opinion yeah it's about tough it, to but... say anything about it dude but... the dialogue the i mean the script i preferred it I think it over Blue Velvet. Or no, not Blue Velvet. Uh, Mulholland Drive. Oh, what? Really? Mm. For a first time viewing, it was easier to swallow. Eraserhead, Eraserhead really? was? Yeah. Really? Nothing about Eraserhead is easy to swallow. Well, like, you, you can kind of make sense of it easier than Mulholland Drive. At least what? for me. <laughs> Dude, what are you talking about? Like on a basic level, you know? No? I would not agree. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it's just cool in its weird way. And yeah, you just leave it at that. <laughs> there, okay, so there's literally a line in. So there's a one armed man character in Twin Peaks, and there's a thing that Agent Cooper encounters in the Red Room, which looks like a dead tree with a brain on the top, and it is supposed to be the one armed man's missing arm, and it goes, "I am the arm, and I sound like this." <laughs> what really (laughs) yes that's one of the lines and i was just like what this sounds like something a four-year-old would write i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna watch another one just to see what happens but you gotta see it all the way through right (sighs) people have been pretty positive on it i know they have like twin peaks do you have will you abandon something if you're just not into it yeah yeah see me if i start something i feel like i have to finish it i mean I That's used why I don't be, start a lot of TV shows. I used to be more committed. Like Lost, I watched all of Lost. Yeah. Oh, God, when, ending a Lost, though. So good. But these no. days, dude, if it's that not show. if it's not good, <laughs> There's I'm just out. too much good television out there right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, and I watched the first two episodes of Transparent. It's amazing. Uh, and I watched Jill Soloway's new show, I Love Dick. We saw the first episode of that. Oh, yeah. And it was okay, but it wasn't great. Not enough um, dick. Dude, not nearly enough dick. Ethan Hawke. How's Bacon? Or Kevin Bacon, I mean. Uh, I was like, Ethan Hawke's in it too? (laughs) (laughs) That would be the ultimate movie. Um, Now, Kevin Bacon is a really funny character. Uh, He's just like... Is he hamming it up? Uh, 
No, he's just staring at the I camera. Kind of kid. It was the play on. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah we get it. We get it. Uh, it. It's fine. I don't know. It's an obsession story between a woman who's married and. Well, they both fall in love with the same guy, right? The married couple. Isn't that the premise of it? Uh. I thought I, they something. did not suggest in the first episode that the husband was falling oh, in love with this man. Sorry, spoilers. I just yeah. read the synopsis. I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty that sure that would that's be a weird twist. About. But uh, eh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> anyway, I, I think it was okay. I, I would have to reserve my judgment for another episode, but I'm not going to watch it. So you're done. You're done already. One yeah, episode. Hit it and quit it. Done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? There's so much good shit out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, but it's I feel not like, like you it's gotta gotten give, amazing. But you got to give the show. I feel like more than one episode. Because mm. if if that's how I lived my life, I'd be out after the first episode of Louie. <laughs> but I'm gonna give it another. I show. feel like you can know uh, for yourself what has potential for you and yeah. what what is maybe going to become something. But is it really worth your time? Right. Like, did it grab you initially? No. no. All right, so uh, we got a game to watch in a, in a couple minutes here. So oh, shit. Anything else before we do the Rotten Tomatoes segment this week? No, I think we're good. Okay, so it was Tom's turn to pick this week. Yeah, I selected from Travis's unwatched collection, True Grit, the original, 1969? 68? I'm not sure. Late <laughs> 60s, I think. Or maybe, yeah. Um, it's one of John, the, Wayne's John Wayne's later roles, right? Yeah, one I of think, his last ones, I think. I think so. Yeah. Um, this is a classic. I watched this a ton with my dad. I love this movie. Um, Rooster Cogburn is just one of the most classic lawmen in all of cinema. You've seen the remake that the Coen brothers did? Yeah, I like that one a lot, too. Okay. I have seen that one, too. Which one would you prefer? Mm, the new one. Okay. I mean, if I was going to rewatch a movie. But not by much? If I was going to rewatch a movie, I'd watch the new one. Yeah. Probably because I've seen it less and because um, there's just more going on, you know? There's more to dig into, kind of. The original True Grit is just a it's classic, just a classic Western. Classic yeah, Western. really simple. Well, I'm excited. I hope uh, that is. But I think there's some emotional payoffs <laughs> in, in the original. All right. So, so you already looked up the score, right? I did. I did. So I know what the score is. <laughs> Our first submission is from... Matthew, 98%. Oh, my God. We're leaving no room <laughs> for fucking air. God damn it. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Travis, 100%. <laughs> I figured it's one of those old movies no that has a No one ever guesses 100. Come on. With an old movie? Yeah. It got a 90%. Fuck. Ooh, baby. Yeah. So there's probably 10 reviews and one person gave it a negative. Right. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't well, check good. to see how many reviews it had. But, Travis, you get to watch your own movie, so good. that's good. Thank you. I'm yeah. excited. Sweet. I might watch it with you. We'll see. Okay. I've always wanted to see the first True Grip. Yeah. It's good times. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, next week, I got the calendar pulled up it comes here. at night, baby. Well, we'll we'll see that, but <laughs> that's not going to be the main review. No one gives a shit about that other than like five people. Well, yeah, we all want to see it, but... It looks awesome. Yeah, well, but we it's, need to throw... You have to watch Kresha before you watch that. Okay. Why no, you don't? You don't have to. Because I said so. <laughs> Is it the same director? Or something? I told yeah. you to. Yeah. Trey Edward Schultz. Please. Whatever. Do it for please, me. Please. Do it for me. Dude, I got a pack schedule. 
Do it for me. It's like 80-something minutes. You can fit it in. Yeah, so is The Eyes of My Mother, and I haven't watched that yet either. Yeah, well, fuck The Eyes of Your Mother. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, movie, so... Not... This is why my mom doesn't listen to this movie. On the weekend, we're actually going to record uh, the three big movies coming out, or Cars 3... But Tom hasn't seen the first two, so I feel like that. And they look like what? shit. I'll so, probably see Cars 3, but... You haven't seen... I have no in... interest in Cars 3, just saying. All Eyes on Me, the Tupac movie. I have I have even less, less interest in Tupac. Less really? 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 It looks oh, terrible. Man. Only 4,000. You think 000? it looks terrible? I think it looks terrible. I don't think it looks terrible, but it's not going to be... The guy looks exactly content. like Tupac, yeah. and that yeah. is the only reason that You I looked it up, too, right? He Was he like a non-actor before, and they just found him... I mean, they had to have. He looks exactly like Tupac. They were just like scanning the streets. Oh, the Book of Henry comes out too? Yeah. Well, I wasn't done yet. And then the Book of Henry is also opening that weekend. Is that a sequel? No, it's the new movie from uh, Colin Trevorrow, the guy who did uh, Safety Not Guaranteed and Jurassic World. Uh, Okay. It's his new movie. It's got Naomi Watts. It looks good. Uh, Rough Night also comes out that weekend. That's the like comedy with Scarlett Johansson. And, Not uh, interested. It basically is just uh, Pretty Bad Things. Is that what that movie is called? Yeah. Or what, whatever that was. Yeah. Mm. So one of those movies, we'll figure it out later, but we'll hopefully be back totally, in two weeks. Did you talk about The Mummy at all or no? It comes out on the night. Ah, uh, The Mummy. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really <laughs> care about it. I mean, I would watch it, but. I would also I'm see I'm mostly it, but... excited for It Comes at Night or Cars 3. Of all the ones that we talked about. Well, me too, but we should... Let's, yeah. let's just see what... It, it's going to be a hard week in the schedule, if too, because we're seeing Tool If anyone that is weekend. out there listening and they want to pick what we review... <laughs> <laughs> Send us an email to cinephilesdigest at gmail.com if you uh, would really like us to review... No guarantees. ...Rough Night or whatever. <laughs> uh, let us know. Send us questions, whatever like you got. <laughs> Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Cinephile Digest. Uh, you can, oh, we're crushing it. We got like 60 followers now. We went from zero to 60 in like two weeks. Travis got confused because Travis, oh, I must have used a good hashtag or something. I was like, I don't know what I did. And I was like, I just logged in. It's just Travis's dinner, Cinephile Digest. Uh, you can follow me personally on Twitter at Matt Sabreros. Like us on Facebook. You know, whatever you can do, board the hype train. Get in early because yep. we're gonna we're gonna be huge, you guys. Yeah, yep. we are. This is the before it's cool stage. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. This is the three losers <laughs> sitting at a table with fucking old McDonald's and empty beer cans. Uh, don't worry, we're gonna have an Amazon original series coming up. Oh yeah, the three of us. All right, that's gonna do it for this week. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back in a couple weeks. Fucking a. Cool, cool, cool. Down, 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 down. In the end of time, there was a man who knew the road, and the writing was written on the stone. And then a thin layer of fog comes in around my ankles. Roadies, that means dry eyes. We're going to talk about this later. In the ancient time, an artist led the way. But no one seemed to understand Chimes, Freddy In his heart he knew The artist must be true But the legend of the rent was way past due And then, Katie, you come in with the bass Rim, bim, 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 bim.
Well, you think you'll be just fine without me, but you're mine! You think you can kick me out of the band, and then, Zach, you come in with a face melter. Okay? Well, it's just one problem there. The band is mine! How can you kick me out of what is my 